Peggy. Good morning, campers. Welcome to the Camp Good Boy podcast. What is this episode? It's episode 40. Oh, episode 40. Yeah. And a happy new year. Happy new year. <laughs> Are you 40? No, I, I didn't know if you were going to introduce me or not. Oh, okay. uh, I was we, like, oh, yeah. I'm waiting for my grand introduction. No, I'm we, not. We've, no, I'm we've, not. we've got our uh, our man from down under, uh, Venice Breakwater <laughs> surf correspondent. Well, it's uh, a good day to be here, actually. And I'm not at the breakwater right now, but you know, I feel right at home. I'm just uh, with my teammates here from uh, Venice Beach for a couple long uh, years ago, I guess. This is a real reunion. It really is. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Huge reunion. We've got uh, we've got our man from down under, Breakwater Surfers. <laughs> <laughs> that is the voice of the one and only Elijah Bates, yes. uh, tried and true Venice Beach local. Yeah, I guess I, I guess I can accept that. Claim. Yeah, I mean you're the most Venice Beach local person I know, aside from that yeah. Korean woman who screams Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah on the boardwalk, <laughs> yeah, right. who yeah. made me move. Who was the reason I had to leave Venice? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll actually I'll fire that up a little in a little bit. I never I never really consider myself a Venice local though because there's other dudes there who are so much more local. Yeah, but they're, they're kind of douchebags. About you mean it. the guys that have been there for like thirty years? Yeah, I mean, and like there's dudes that I surf with there that I've that have been there the entire time that I've surfed there, yeah, and like right. there's people that I've seen. The entire time I've lived there, so I kind of always like I don't like to call myself a local, but I right. I'll let you guys call me that. Well, though. in Hollywood, you're a Venice local. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> I think the hat I came in wearing and everything that was like pretty that was Venice locally. Yeah. Yeah. You just wear that. That's a good <laughs> work look. Yeah, you know, it's like you know, I try to wear like a fancy hat and maybe like a like a. Uncle Joey from Full House shirt, <laughs> you know, like a Patagonia shirt or jacket. And then I'm just like, yeah, this is my professional look. Yeah. If you have that hat, you have like a felt floppy hat. Like you just walk in like holding a lamb. <laughs> no, it's but a good hat to have though. Like whenever you have like a sick long beard, yeah, you should yeah, have a sure. felt wizard's hat. You gotta have hat, a hat, you know? felt wizard's hat. Yeah. yeah rule one. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah absolutely. Wait, but how, but old, how old are you? Going I'm, back? I'm 36. I turned 36 two months oh, ago. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm 40. You're 40. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like the episode. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's it. So this is my parallel. episode. This is 40. Yeah. <laughs> this is 40. Yeah. <laughs> this is movie. Yeah. This is the three hour episode. But of other cultural significance, our guest tonight, I think, is the first guest we've had in all 40 episodes who's actually has. A podcast. Oh, really? Kind of a professional. And podcaster. you are kind of a professional I mean, podcaster because you're not some fucker on shit. You're on like a legit yeah. wrestling. Uh, yeah, you know, podcast. like uh, like it, it started out just as like a small <laughs> thing, but uh, like so. Just you want me to give like a background on it? No, not really. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, All right. Yeah. How much time we got? Yeah. Yeah. No. But no, I'm on. I'm on a show called the uh, the Wrestling Sheet. It's called Wrestling Sheet Radio, and it's got by a lot of different names because it's it's evolved a lot over the course of the time that it's existed. But long story short, I, I worked at TMZ like six years ago. Mm-hmm. And one of the dudes I worked with there was like kind of the stonery wrestling guy on the show. He wasn't on all the time, but like, but he had a big wrestling following on Twitter and stuff like that. So whenever he got canned from TMZ, as all people do from TMZ, right. eventually everybody gets fired from there or like, you know, quits and sues them. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but he started kind of like a TMZ style website, just about the inner workings of the wrestling industry called mm-hmm. uh, the wrestling sheet. ProWrestlingSheet.com, actually. I should probably say the right thing. Mm. Um, and then he asked me to be on the podcast right away. And, and, you know, when you grow up as a wrestling fan, you don't get to talk about wrestling with people. Not not in my not when, I, age, not when I was yeah. growing up. Like, it was a secret <laughs> thing. When you found out other people watch wrestling, you got together secretly uh, every couple of Sundays and watched a pay-per-view together. So, like, when he asked me to be on it to talk to him about wrestling, I was like, yeah, sure. Like, you want me to, like, be on a show to do this? It's like, we used to do this, like, behind closed doors. Yeah. But, like, he, well, it's like gay porn for kids <laughs> when you were first into it. You know? 
what I mean? Like, it's exactly like that, and that's why I continue to do it to this day. Um, but now you're out of the closet. No, but yeah. like, but you do come out of the closet yeah. eventually as a wrestling fan. But now there's millions and millions of people out of the closet because, like, you know, niche communities oh, have dude. huge yeah. communities yeah. now online. So he brought his whole audience of people. So our show got kind of popular like overnight, and I had to kind of learn like the acerbic reactionary nature of like the wrestling audience and. You know, like, I mean, wrestling is like any industry where they'll, like, come down upon you for, like, every stupid thing that you've done or every stupid thing you said or anything that you said that's, like, at all progressive and, like, to to wrestling fans. They're just like, how dare you say that a woman's going to main event WrestleMania? Right. I mean, that's how I hear it in my head, Wait, do people feel that way? Uh, Yeah. uh, There must be. I got attacked one time. Uh, like on Twitter or something. You in the subreddits must go deep. I, I can. I don't even care. I, yeah, I, don't, right. I don't. I don't. I'm not on social media like that. And yeah. Like well, the you other can't. The by the way. No, because if, if you, you do, like you get poisoned yeah, right no. away. Uh, you yeah. just can't. But you can't I said look. one time that uh, I expected that the next event, uh, the next WrestleMania moment that would equal like Hulk Hogan body slamming Andre the Giant. The, I was like, the only thing that could ever equal. A grown man fighting a giant is a man fighting a woman, and I got like attacked. I was right. like, "When a woman beats huh. a man at WrestleMania, that will be the next big WrestleMania moment." And the community just what's responded. So con- what's so controversial about that? It, it's not that it's controversial. It's that that we live in the era, you know, of like SJWs, and and you know, like that's what they're always like, "Oh, you social justice warrior," yeah. you know, uh-huh. like. And it's just like, hey, we're not like I'm just being real about this. Yeah. Like the no. next big thing that happens would probably be that. Yeah, no, th- totally. Th- but in this day and age, we've discussed this on the podcast. Like this, you can't even be real, right? Now, like you can't even say you can't even say woman in a tweet. No, <laughs> no you can't even just say that word. No, it's, it's, like, it's but, but but anything really. No, but, any, but, that's yeah. why. Well, you know what it does though. It forces you to take many steps back from social yeah. media on a level. Oh, it's like, yeah. hey, well, if you if you don't want me to say this. Then I'm not going to say anything because I don't know what you're going to tell me you don't want me to say next. Right. Yeah. No, no, the, we'll like, just keep it in the private rooms where you're yeah, talking. Yeah. It's like we're going to go wrestling. back to like the dark rooms, the dark <laughs> yeah, ages right, of wrestling, yeah. a.k.a. my bedroom. <laughs> but we, I mean, I feel like at some point, like the hot podcast is going to be one where there's just no talking. It's yeah. just like an hour of silence. It's just yeah. like, mm-hmm. Oh, and then they're mm-hmm. like, the mm-hmm community. Don't you? The mm-hmm. Don't. The mm-hmm. What is that? What are you, racist? Yeah, the mm-hmm. What are yeah. you? That mm-hmm. That's like the new mm-hmm. N-word. Yeah. If you say mm-hmm, that's... <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, yeah, <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait for it to come. No, I, I mean, it's just crazy. But, and then I was like, oh, well, this will, uh, having Elijah on would be a good break from having to get into anything controversial. And here he goes, like, <laughs> right back around. You can't even but say, no, mm-hmm. you, you can't even talk, you can't even joke about how controversial con- controversy is because the controversy yeah. community gets up in arms. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I will gladly take 10 steps back from yeah. all, like, f- like, you know, even on the show, you know, on our show, I, I don't have like an active Twitter presence. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the other guys on my show do right, and they get emotionally throttled by it sometimes. Yeah. And I'm just like, hey, like I, I, I'm always just like, hey, go outside. Yeah, like I come from the generation where it's like, yeah, hey, go outside and, and like do something, do right. something real. Like, what are you doing? Well, right. Like Joe Rogan, he he's like the the drop. Like you you post and drop. You right. don't you don't look at what anybody no. says. Yeah, 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 and it's yeah. a good thing for him right now because he's like his DMT that DMT meme. Oh my god, that's I, done I, I love that. Dude, it's so, it's so great. The, the, the DMT the. Oh. But the one that you did, uh, the, the one that we had point the was like the DMV. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I don't know what, I, I'm surprised it took so long for that meme trend to start. He's been preaching the DM, mm-hmm. DMT yeah. Yeah. for ages. Yeah. He loves that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Bros, he loves bro science. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, you know, who he'd be a perfect guy to hang out with is Chucky Sunset. Remember Chuck? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Chuck, like, he was the last person that actually offered me DMT. Really? Like, have you ever yeah. done it? No. Well, let, let's back, we'll back this up a little bit because, and, and 
I guess, you know, I know that there's Venice locals before you, yeah. but you were one of like the, cause we lived in Venice for what? Three, four years. You guys lived there for a chunk. Four? Yeah. Four. Yeah. yeah. Good and, four. And we, those four years I was, I was, I, I think because Trump was the first kind of culturally significant thing that brought us into the moment of our times. Yeah. When that second term Obama, like, and when we were living on in Venice, we were talking about like vortexes and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> we were living in a warp zone, a yeah. timeless warp zone, yeah. and it was before the was it was on. before the Abbott Kinney takeover and all the money. Their money was I already think, there, yeah, right? And you know, and but we had a moment where it was kind of like. We were living in, I don't know if it was 1960 or 70, or it was just like that Venice yeah, that people right. strive to well, achieve. I, I think, and you I, were kind of a part of that. Uh, you were a shepherd. Yeah. That shepherded us into <laughs> that because you were already there. Yeah, you were our neighbor, too. You know, and, yeah. and I didn't, you know, you don't realize you're living that life when you're living that life. Right. You know, like, but, but at the same time, like, I've always kind of like, I've lived in the same neighborhood pretty much for about 12 years now. I've, I've mm. lived the surf life there. I've just like, mm. I've, I felt like a local. I mean, I do feel like a local. And when like, and not only that, but like the place that I was living in at the time of that at, at Seventeen Brooks was just it, like it was a legendary, just like it was a nexus in the universe of our lives and everything like that. Yeah, and I just feel like you're right. It, it does feel like a step out of time because I I saw the key to that place. Yeah, and sometimes I go use their laundry machines. Um, but it's uh, it was unclear how old everyone was. Yeah. It's unclear what people are doing professionally. I wasn't on Instagram yet. Yeah, so I didn't know what the well, fuck Instagram was going didn't on Instagram anywhere. didn't matter still at that point. In no, time it really too. didn't. Like, right. If you look back at like 2013. 2014, people were using it, but people weren't using it to promote the idea of who they wanted you to think they were. Maybe they were just in the infancy of, of what that was, you know, of just yeah. putting themselves out there in a specific way because they wanted you to view that way instead of just being like, hey, I found a chip that looks like the shape of California. Yeah. I, I, feel I, like, I, no, I feel like all anyone was doing on Instagram was putting stuff into the Hefe uh, yeah. filter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like everyone was glowing in their like That was all Instagram. No, wait, Instagram totally. was great whenever you were frustrated that you couldn't fit the entirety of your picture in like the square frame. <laughs> right. You know, exactly. like when you yeah. had to compromise the integrity of what you're trying to post <laughs> right. just to post it. But but we you lived in a in like one of those classic kind of like it was like a Venice. S- it's kind of seedy. It's, it's kind of like an old motel converted yeah. into a it, it was, it was. Right on the boardwalk. And like while we were there. There, like I saw a guy fall off the roof and like break his whole body. Yeah, no, we were uh, all there that night, all doing Molly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody's. That's what I'm saying. Like, you didn't know how old anybody was. So, like, I was in my mid 30s, but we were hanging out with like 18, 19 year olds, and also our own age. No, and and, and people old, people older than that too. Yeah. you know, when when I first and older, yeah, when I first moved in crazy. there, I was in my late 20s when I moved into that <clears> building, <throat> and when I moved in there, there was like people like uh, John Gordy, you know, who's uh, like. 30, probably like early 30s at that point. Yeah. But then there was like the, his his uh, roommate, Pete, was like four, mid-40s. Right. And I remember just being like, <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, I don't get this me- like white trash Melrose place that I'm living in yeah. right here, but I loved it from day one. Yeah. And, and, and I will say, I sought to cling to that for as long as I possibly could, too. Totally. Until I, like, started finding, like, rats in my place and stuff uh-huh. like that. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's time to move. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. no, I mean, it is a great... If you fi- can find yourself, and I'm, I'm sure it's still there because, yeah. I mean, Venice is just one of those yeah, places, but yeah. I mean, it's changed so much. I mean, we saw it change in four years, but like we did hit that sweet spot in Venice mm. that you can hit where yeah. you're just like, you're, it's just kind of a timeless. You, nobody's like keeping up with it's like any- that in every beach town. Yeah, I think, every, mm. I, well, I think it's, I think that shift has totally happened now at this mm. point. Like if you go down to like Playa del Rey, which is like, again, I love Playa. So mm-hmm. I, love, oh, like, I, love I mean, it. Playa is one of my favorite places yeah. just to like abide. 
Um, but like, you can't find cheap places in Playa del Rey anymore. You right, can't, there, okay. and you're not going to find, you know, many. You're not going to find a new dive bar there. You're not going to find right. a new cheap spot. You're only going to find like bougie, you know, expensive stuff and everything, which is fine. It's like that's the way that it goes. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, I saw the same thing happen to Venice as you did too. Like the, the only saving grace, like the beach is right there, so I got right. right there. Well, no, that's the thing. Like you, because you're a surfer, yeah, and you surf breakwater every day, and like that is the that's the one thing I really miss now about Venice. Because I, I mean, every time I drive down through there, I'm like, I'm so fucking god i'm out of here yeah. but if i was living right on the beach and i could surf breakwater right, right. every day i would totally yeah. be there so I, yeah. well, now what's like the kook situation and i here i'm talking like <laughs> this like i you taught me how to surf and i was probably the biggest kook and they're going down there with my 15 foot yeah. board Everybody, <laughs> everybody's a kook though yeah. too you know like I mean, um but like the first time I wore a wetsuit, I had a hoodie on outside of it. <laughs> like I didn't know with this like fifteen foot board going out into the and, and you were like you were so like generous to take you're like, dude, I'll take you surfing and like I'm like, okay, but like I'm you're gonna like ruin your reputation out there. Yeah, I've told I've, so, I've taken so many people surfing and like right when I get out there, I'm like, Oh yeah, your reputation's definitely gonna take a like a ding right here too for bringing these kooks out in the lineup. Yeah. But the fact that there's even you can have your reputation tarnished is absurd. I, I would I say, know. I mean, but um, is it just a shit show there now? What the weird thing is is that I've served in breakwater for so long that I've gone from being like a young man there to being a not young man there. You yeah. know, like where now people and I've surfed there pretty often to where like now I've kind of become a very known presence there right. to where like you know, young 20 somethings will come up and like ask me for advice and stuff uh, like that. And I right. feel like I've had to kind of take a little, I have to be a little bit of a role model yeah. just to kind of set the tone. It's like, Hey, this is my, like, this is where I surf. This is the way I surf here. Don't surf beyond this. You know, right, don't, right. don't, don't take your attitude beyond this. Right. Yeah. But, uh, but I don't know. I mean, it's like, I, it's kooky as ever just because like there's so many tourists and you know, you can always tell like whenever there's a new design of like a soft top surfboard that comes in right now, they're like these huge green ones and you see it and they have a handle in the middle of it. So you don't have, <laughs> oh my so you don't, God. So you don't have to put your arm all the way around it. Yeah. And when you see people um, walking out with that, it's like, Oh, well, this is just going to be a, like a, a minefield in front of me the entire time. And I like right. it. You know, so it's, it's into the, it's like into it's like the, in the middle of like the top of the board. So you just see like these, Oh, okay. You see just like these out of shape Europeans with like backward wetsuits, like walking down to the ocean. You're just like, okay, well this is, this is, <laughs> this is the crowd today. Right. I could always spot a tour because instead of like laying on the board and trying to catch the wave, they would try to stand up on the board. They would always, they they always right. do. Yeah. There and let the wave I just, push like, them. I, there's just like the common sense of momentum <laughs> always just like, what are you what are They're you just doing? like, yeah, that pop-up thing. I don't want to try that. I just want to try to stand <laughs> on the board. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, that guy's definitely from Germany. No, but like, so. I, but I saw, you know, like two... Two people I would dub as locals get into a pretty gnarly like screaming match the other day, to the point where like one of the guys tried to like run the other guy over and like threw a punch whenever Jesus. he like went by him, and then they went on the shore and just like bumped chests for a little while, and then they right. both just paddled back out, and, and then they went and like, grabbed like fish tacos. Yeah, yeah. I, I always kissed. found like those, some of those guys. There is that element that like look when I first started surfing, like I, I all I saw was Dogtown and Z Boys. I'm like I'm gonna yeah. go out there like <laughs> my tires are gonna get slashed, like all this shit. You get out there, it's fucking. It's not as intimidating no, no. As, as you'd like to have it. And when I see the bully guys out there, I feel like they're out there just to kind of do that. that and yeah, most people, is, they're kind of the kooky ones. I always found that then other people are just like, those guys are jerk No, like, like, I mean, there's this one dude. 
I, I don't even know his real name because I don't care to learn it, and I hope I never do. Is but, it the but, guy that looks like uh, the guy from Platoon? John C. McKinley. John C. McKinley. We've McKinley. talked about that. There's guy that guy. There's another guy though that looks like Philip Seymour Hoffman, and we all call him Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> and you'll and you'll say it to people that you've never said it to before, and they'll know who you're talking about. Like he this, looks. He's starting to look, and he's getting gray, and he's getting kind of that fat neck going. That'd be funny if it was him. Oh my god. Yeah, he just hosts his own death. <laughs> I would love and that. A in, in Venice. I would love yeah. that if that was true. I do not think it is. This guy, like, you know, and he's like the definition of like this, this ratty bipolar surfer. One time, this is like five years ago. We were out in the water alone, just me and him. And, you know, I'm, I'm a social person, so I was just like, I wanted to make friends so we weren't silently sitting there for right. two hours next to each other catching waves. And we actually got it, had a nice, really nice conversation. We started talking about like doing mushrooms in high school and just like, you know, similar experiences, you know, just like mm-hmm. getting on the same ground. We talked for so long and then one of his friends paddled out and he immediately pretended like he didn't know me. Oh, I hate that. And oh. I was just like, and, and I immediately was like, you're bipolar piece of crap. I yeah. can't No, but like, that. you're a loser. That. Like, that. that's so like, also lame. Also, it's just like, hey, we shared a moment of, you know, like as, as petty and pathetic as it might've been and everything it was like, still like, Hey, what are you doing? Like, why would you, why would you oh, do that? No, that would be God. like when I would hang out with a friend in college and we'd be hanging out for like two hours, having a great time. And then like someone else came over and then next thing you know, like the friend that I was just hanging out with is like starting to like make fun of me. I'm like, wait, what just I know. happened? I, it, was so, it was so like, now I'm so, like you're like school, breaking you know? my balls. Like what? Wait, what? But yeah, once that once that happened, I was like, <laughs> oh, that was the day that, that was the day he became Philip Seymour Hoffman to me because he's the guy. So he's like, Dad, get out of my way! I, you dropped in on me, but then he'll drop in on every single person <laughs> yeah. too. And I'm just like, I I, I deplore him. I just it, paddle away from him. Isn't it person. crazy though that like the same like that shit is high school shit, right. and th- these are adults like. People don't change. Like no. that's why. Like I, people are always like like kids that are having trouble fitting in in high school. It's like you got to figure this shit out because it doesn't change. Like no. there's this thing that's like, oh no. well, if I once I graduate, life's gonna be different. I'll get this job. Anything you go into, it's the high school hallways. Yeah, and like totally. to hear that they're like out of the surf spot. Like you're talking to some the guy only, and then like some cool fucking well, surfer guy comes also, out because that guy's a miserable fuck. On, no, for, on for land sure, for too. sure. I mean, the way the way that you I, feel bad for so him. So I found yeah, really. out at some point that, he's the sad story. I found out that it, like he had a couple of kids at one point and he only surfs in the morning i never see him at any other time and i realized like damn he's he and he's a great surfer i will say that he's really good so like it it makes even worse you know he's way better than i am but um but i feel like he only acts like that because a he probably didn't graduate beyond like he's probably some level of arrested development b he probably hates his life and is completely out of control but when he's out in the water he can kind of control that little world so I think that's like where he's coming from with like a kind of negative vibe but it's just like and he just thinks he's like Bodhi (laughs) and like and and if he's talking to like like why would you not want to talk to you no, yeah, like he's like he's you've not, got the cool beard. You know what you're doing up there. Not, like I would be like, loading. yeah. I mean, like I was when I'd go out into the lineup, and I was like, if if we would find ourselves out there together, and like you would chat me up, like I felt cool. Like yeah. I was like, oh, the the. And then the other guys were like, oh, the, that guy must be okay until they saw me start. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but, I mean, everybody everybody sucks when they start. You know, like I mean, there's yeah. there's no getting around that one. So I think when anybody sees anybody trying, at least right. who's at least staying the hell out of the way, yeah. like nobody cares about somebody that sucks surfing like that. You know, right. like I mean, it's just like everybody's got to be at some point but i have to say i found myself getting once i could like once i got up on like one wave i was fucking like do kahanamoku like i thought yeah. i fucking owned breakwater <laughs> and then like i so very funny. quickly the tables turned when like these the tourist people and like the board would come like come over and like yeah. i found myself snapping pretty quickly and then you feel oh, you know yeah. so you know what it's because it's so it feels so good to catch that wave. you get yeah. addicted yeah. to that no shit. it's just it's i mean it's it's like the 
path of my life. I don't yeah, know. Like, I mean, it's it, fucking the greatest. I've dedicated, you know, 18 years to it now at this <clears> point. And it's like, I see no end until like it ends me at some point. Yeah. No, I, I'll rem- I remember the first wave I caught was at sunset and I still didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And it was like low tide, yeah. but I was so determined to get up on a wave and, and literally I, I'm on the thing and, and there's like two inches between the bottom of the board and the rocks beneath the thing. Yeah. yeah. But I was like in fucking bliss. And then I get to the fucking thing. I land on the rocks and the fins are broken off the board. Oh, yeah. I, my first wave I caught, I basically just surfed on top of rocks. But you knew yeah. the rocks were there. I did, but I didn't, I was so determined yeah, to right, get right, it. Cause right, it yeah. took me, I don't know how long it took you, but it took me a good month because I'm just big. My yeah. back, my back is bad. So I can't like pop up. I also needed a big board cause yeah. I'm like 235 yeah. pounds. So it took me a minute to get all the fucking components together. Yeah, right. But that first, I was like, oh, my fucking God, dude. You see oh, it that? It feels amazing. The, the, yeah. well, there's no other feeling like it. No, there really isn't. Because, nah, like, I, like, skiing and, like, snowboarding is one thing. That's, like, euphoric in its own <clears> way. But this is literally, no. like, the earth pushing you. The, it's yeah. the not inertia. It's like it's mother the nature. Moving. I always say, like, it's the most cosmic thing you can do on earth because, like, the tides are controlled by the pull of the moon. Yep. So it's yeah. just like, and, and the waves are caused by the tide and, you know, by and, and the shifts are obviously storm and whatnot on the ocean, but like it's very, uh, it's it's a, it's like walking on water. I mean, no, it's, it's the great. No, it's, it's, like, you, it's, it's like you and the earth working together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But until you said that, I never really thought about that. That like the, how the moon shifts the tides, and you're on that that tide. And oh, yeah. for some reason, it's not the same as riding a wave, like body surfing. No, no, no. There no. is something like you, like walking on water. Something yeah, because and, you're also cause, you're doing some work. There's well, yeah, something like, supernatural. You know, like, to surf, to surf like a wave for a long time, you do have to do a lot of work. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there, like. I, I feel like I'm only just now getting to like the understanding of how to truly do it. Mm-hmm. Again, I've been doing it for a long time. I always say it took me 10 years not to suck, but right. like, but, and, but you know, like I just went down to Costa Rica, surfed at some pretty epic spots when I was down there, but a lot of the spots were like, not easy to surf. You had to know what you were doing. Yeah. If you Negra. knew what you were doing, you know, Playa Negra is like that. Witch's Rock was like that. I mean, you know, that was about as like difficult of a spot to like surf, given the conditions that were there at the time. And it, it, with like huge stingrays underneath you the entire yeah. time too. Crocs. But it's just like it. it yeah. They, they were like, oh, don't go too close to the river because there's crocodiles. Yeah. Don't go to the beach because there's jaguars. And I'm just like, where are we? Where, where am I no. supposed to go? Yeah. yeah. Well, and I'll They're say, like, get back in the boat and eat this dirty tuna fish sandwich that they made. Because we went on a surf trip to Costa Rica. And then every so often I'll take the board up to Malibu and I'll yeah. surf there. But and maybe it's because I, it's where I learned was in Venice. But as soon as I get back to Breakwater, I'm like, this is my surfing. Yeah. I, yeah. This is yeah. what I like. I, I was like, OK, I like Costa Rica. This is awesome. But like. In breakwater, you're catching fucking thirty rides yeah. in an hour. Yeah. I like, think it also has to do crazy. with the fact that that's like your front yard. Yeah, yeah for sure. So there's that. Um, it's it's it, you know I one thing I like about California is like I like that it's cold. A lot of people are like how can you surf in the cold? It's cold as hell when I went out yesterday. Yeah, like it's really cold. It's, uh-huh. it's freezing. And, you know, I got a good suit and everything, but, I, like, yesterday, me and my friend Sonia, we just, like, there's no waves, so we just took the soft tops oh, yeah? out. We went for a big paddle. You just went back to the apartment and took the wetsuits <laughs> off. And- <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I took my wetsuit off, and she laughed. Yeah. And I, I realized why. No. And a cinnamon mento in a bird's nest. <laughs> that's, a, hey, that's pretty accurate, though. Yeah. That's, that's the cold Pacific Ocean for Oh, you. dude. Oh, when that, when that, you got your suit on, and when that little dribble gets down in your suit. Oh, dude. Oh, my God. It's like a, it's like a knife just cutting your chest open, <laughs> really like, without is. anesthesia. There was, I remember when I, the first time, the first time I, like, lived with a girl, I remember I came back from surf. I was living in Venice, actually, at the time. It was, like, 2006 or so. 
And I remember I was, I was in the bathroom taking my wetsuit off. She's like, I want to get in the shower with you. I was like, no, you need to give me like three minutes. Yeah. You need to give me some time. And she was like, no, just let me come in. And our relationship didn't last that much longer after that because it was like, hey, you shouldn't see a grown man right after he comes out of the Pacific Ocean. Uh, right. Oh, yeah. right. It's just like, that's, that, I mean, that is. George you know, Costanza. I, I watched that episode last night too. <laughs> it's, okay. No, yeah, your penis disappears. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it, it's like up inside. Like, yeah, that's it's so true. It's, it's yeah. comical. It's like a clit. <laughs> it's just like it's like a clit in like a big unshaved bush. You know what the head looks like too? It looks like the beak of oh, the sarlacc man. from the special special edition of Return of the Jedi. There's like this beak that comes out of it yeah. that eats Boba Fett. Like that's what I feel like totally. when I come out of the ocean. I feel like the sarlacc pit. <laughs> it's, it's so true. It really is. But it, what I love too is because we were <laughs> Phil and I were living together in this little shack in uh, Venice, and like I mean that. That's a great place, by the oh, way. Dude, mm. Shout out to the Spirit Molecule. Spirit Molecule. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, that was another thing. Like, that house, all the parties we had. I mean, it felt like we were in the fucking 60s. It, that, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. thing. Yeah, it was a total time warp. Yeah, it was surfing, a warp. Living in the beach, fucking off. Yeah. You know? It, uh, you had, just, like, you'd you have know, like, parties, and you didn't entirely even know who the people were that were at your right, house. Yeah, tons I, of drugs. There were so many times at Brooks where I would see, like, riffraff from the boardwalk yeah, in oh, our sure. party. And I'm like, hey, I know that guy, because I gave him my leftovers yesterday. Yeah. And he's here at the party with us. <laughs> right now and he's being treated like a prestigious guest right <laughs> and then like there's that thing speaking of those types it's like oh uh, oh they're all just like they're all homeless and whatever but they're like they're docile like it's fine oh no yeah no 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 there's they're like a pregnant woman got murdered i yeah. saw a guy get knifed at gun Did, uh knifed at gunpoint i saw a guy get mugged at knife point yeah, right. right on the fucking street I, uh, of pacific we almost had a home invasion yeah a friend of mine got her surfboard stolen off of like her balcony and a couple days Days later, I saw it in a homeless camp, and I stole it back for her. Wow! Oh, wow. You, want to, nice. you want to hear the story? Yeah. So, like, I so she and she's you know this beautiful girl that I surf with. So naturally, when she lost her surfboard, I was like, "Yeah, we'll keep an eye out for it." But yeah. you know, in the meantime, let's find you a new board. Um, and uh, a couple days pass. I'm like, you know, and she like posted an Instagram, tagged us all. Everybody surfs, and it's just like, "Hey, your board's gone. You know, mm-hmm. your board got stolen." Couple days later, I'm like juiced up. I'm wearing a. Um, there used to be this pro wrestler in the early '90s called the Repo Man. Oh, I'm yeah. wearing a shirt that said Repo oh. Man on it. I got like my Beats headphones, huge beard. I got short running shorts on. I'm like running back from the pier, and I see the board in the middle of a homeless camp. And wow. I call her up immediately, and I'm like, "Hey, I see your surfboard." And she's like on the other side of town. She starts crying. And she, she, I'm just like... Is it she, a nice board? It was a very memorable board. Oh, I would God. say it's not necessarily nice. It was it was red and yellow. It was Hulk Hogan red and yellow. And so, like, um, and, and so I, she's like, oh, maybe I'm going to try and get my friend to go get it. And all I can think in my head is, like, your friend's not going to... Like, it doesn't live here. isn't going to be able to go into this group of eight <laughs> dudes in this homeless camp and talk them into giving them the surfboard back. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, and my adrenaline is coursing at this point because I'm realizing already, like, what's going to happen. I'm just like, what would... What would Indy do at a time like this? Like ah, Indi- yeah. Indiana Jones would steal the cross of Coronado back that. because it belongs in a museum. Yes. And I'm, in my head, I'm just like, okay. And so I put my phone in my back pocket and zipped it up. And I was just like, okay, I'm like, I got my fist ready. The stone gonna, cold I, glass I, breaks. I, I, I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna run in there. I'm gonna grab it. But then I started getting really pissed off, and I was like, no. And they were both my groundworks on Westminster, which is my coffee spot. I'm like, this is my oh, surf okay. spot. This is my friend's board. I was like, I'm not running. Yeah. I'm gonna walk in there and I'm gonna take it. And I John Wayne my way in there, stepping on all their stuff as I like walk into their camp. Whoa. And I grabbed it. And they go, What do you think you're doing? I go, 
this is my friend stolen surfboard, motherfucker. Yes! And then I just booked it up the boardwalk as fast as I could. Well, I'm running as fast as I can because I'm just like, I, I, I don't know if they're chasing me or not. And right. people are like, man, you're really running fast. And I'm realizing that at that moment, you look like you stole that surfboard from these people. Right, right? true. Because I did. Technically, yeah. I really did. Um, and I'm like, oh, it's my friend still aboard. And I just keep running as fast as I can. And like, I zigzag some alleys and I get back to my place. I call her up. I'm like, go get your board. Um, wow. I just, it, I didn't ever, nothing ever came from that. But, uh, but then I started getting scared and I was like, Hey, you, you stole that from that coffee place you go to every day. Right. Like they might know who you are. And I had a pretty long beard. It's probably about twice as long as the one that I have right now. I immediately shaved my beard off. I was like, they're not going to recognize you wearing a hat. They're not going to be able to see your bald spot. They're not going to see your beard. It was wearing a repo man shirt. I was like, just put the, throw that shirt in the trash. They'll never know that it was you. But then I still looked like was pretty scared. So I like home alone my apartment that night and like made sure that there were some like booby traps set up. There was some <laughs> wow. noisemakers set up. It's like, if somebody breaks in here, I'm going to like, I'm going to be ready for it. Yeah. Nobody did. See, yeah. Venice is so strange because it's, it it's still it, weird. It keeps no matter how because it's one of the it's the most expensive place to live in LA yeah. right now. But it's uh, the between Pacific and the beach, yeah. it's still fucking like it's, yeah, it's, it's no Call, man's land. Yeah. I've li- I've lived between Pacific and the beach for most of my adult life actually, yeah. and like it's it's been sketchy the entire time. I don't Even think right. that's ever going to change. I, I feel like, know, like it will, I, I don't think so either because there's just too much. There's too much variety on the boardwalk. There's yeah, too many. Right. There's too many people coming from out of the area. Like it's, you could, you could sell every single property there to some, you know, rich fool. But at the end of the day, they're just going to Airbnb that out. People are going to drive in. You know, yeah. like the locals are still going to find their little pockets to live and everything. But homeless people, yeah, homeless people are still going to flock to. Well, beach. everyone's drawn there because there is some kind of. It's free. It's it's, fr- it's yeah. free to go to. Yeah. There's an atmosphere. There's stuff happening. And I think people in their heads are always like, oh, we'll go down there. There's all these crazy performers out there. Right. It's like, no, there's not really crazy performers. There's not guys jumping into piles of glass like there was when I was in college and stuff like <laughs> right. that. Right. Which, even that was gimmicky and wasn't that entertaining. But yeah. uh, have they done anything about the homeless population on the no, boardwalk? No, I'll also say that the uh, the Venice Beach freak show that used to be right there on the boardwalk got squeezed out. And, uh, the, and the building got sold, and one half of it is now a Starbucks. Oh, my God. I walked out the other day to go paddle out in the morning, and I looked Where to my right. Where did all those freaks go? I have no clue. Oh. Hey, I, I was talking about that guy last night. You were like, folks, step right up. Oh, it's like, yeah, it's like we the, got the, the rubber the three-titted woman. We got the, the uh, sword swallower. The we got the human blockhead. We got the wolf. Now boy. they're all working at the Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one time I saw the wolf boy, and it would always be like, from Guinness Book of World Records, and Ripley's Believe It or Not, we got the wolf boy. Don't worry, Mom. He won't bite. I saw the wolf boy one time eating at this poor cafe right by the freak show, and I was like, huh. There's the wolf boy eating a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> no, but that's the funny thing about like in Venice is like you could conceivably be living in an apartment, like one of the old ones, like yeah. the rent stabilized ones, and like the wolf boy's your neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. You know who Hi, lives, you know who lives right, you know who lives like two doors down from me now is Tim Meadows. Oh, I've seen oh. I used to see Tim yeah. Meadows all the time. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, who are the Venice? Oh yeah, you guys lived in that house that was right there. I forgot about that apartment, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The was, first I just would see him all the time. I would see him walking all the time. I'd just be like, ooh, it, lady. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the guy was on Saturday Night Live for like 30 years. He was like, yeah, he was. He <laughs> he's really was. Really yeah. None of his sketches were funny. Like, he really he, were. Hey, he was like on Saturday Night Live, and they were calling the fact that he'd been on Saturday Night Live so long a joke on Saturday Night Live for like four years. Right. Like, right. He, like he lived a whole high school education as a joke on us. He really did. And I love Tim Meadows. Oh, you know who the Tim Meadows of Hollywood is? The black guy from Swingers, who's like, plays his dead <laughs> Oh, yeah. I see, I see that. Dude, I saw that dude at Pavilion, and he's yeah. still rocking the fucking 
fucking fedora. Yeah, no, he's totally that. He's the Tim Meadows of Hollywood. Yeah, I see him all over the place, and he's just like, yeah, he's just that dude. How? Out of like, it seems like everybody from that movie kind of turned out pretty well. Yeah, no, everybody. Well, everybody but that guy and the guy that plays Sue. Well, everybody that isn't Vince Vaughn and John. Who else did well? Heather Graham, Livingston. Oh yeah, yeah, Heather Graham. Heather Graham did well. But the girl that he tries to pick up at the bar plays the cheerleader in that movie, The Replacements. Oh, uh, yeah. I yeah. Mm. Well, she did better than Well, this two. guy, that guy, he's such a that guy. He is that guy, yeah, because he was on Boy Meets World for a good reason. Well, like, I'm waiting for him He's because I saw him at Pavilions, like, two weeks ago, and I'm just, he's totally like, all right, <laughs> place is dead anyway. It's like, he just, like, drops that line everywhere he goes. It's just like, when he says that, it's just like, dude, we're in Pavilions. Yeah. Yeah. And then you'd sometimes the see, like. The Express and Pavilions is closed. <laughs> Who's the guy from 300. Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler, you'd see, and he's like, oh, he, he looked like he yeah. had a little some tweak issues. Yeah. He was like, you kind of see him stumbling around. I would see Schwarzenegger. Oh yeah, Gold's Schwarzenegger. Gym, yeah. You know what the magic thing about Venice is? It was when I would walk on the boardwalk on like a Monday afternoon in like February, and yeah. there's not like there's like no one on the boardwalk. No, super yeah. quiet. That was always kind of magic. It, it's you know like it's a like lot of chilly. times. A lot of times when I walk out in the mornings to paddle out, like it, it, it's not so much the walk out; it's the walk back when everybody just truly defrosted on the boardwalk. Oh, yeah. And that's when, like, kind of like the the population of people living out there, it kind of comes gets, alive. Gets a little surly, yeah. you know. Yeah. That's kind of when the anger of their hangover, whatever it might be, really starts to set in. And it's all this like, this, 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 <laughs> fuck you. There was this yeah, guy I saw. Yeah. There was this <laughs> guy. The exchange. There was a guy I saw recently who I felt like he could only communicate in, like high pitched noises. You're like. He was making these noises. I couldn't help but just laugh the entire time because, like, I was like, "Who can actually understand this man? Is this like Chewbacca?" Like, I mean, the greatest. This is how I knew my diet a good-looking dog is. I was walking down Pacific, and there was this guy that was just like screaming into the air, just like "fucking," and I fucking hate, and God's gonna come back and fuck all you. You got a beautiful dog. <laughs> fucking. He like took a That's moment a, out of whatever he was screaming at and just acknowledged. It's incredible how. that they can pop out of that sometimes. <laughs> I remember there was this one girl that was like drawn on her face with a mark. Marker was always at a point where I was like, "Hey, you're you're exposing yourself. Like this is scary." And then when I would walk back from surfing, I would just be, I would always think like, "I don't want to run into her." And I remember one day I was walking <laughs> and she turned around a corner and we almost like ran into each other face to face. And she was saying like garbled things, same thing. She's like, and then she looked at me. She goes, "Do you have a cigarette by any chance?" <laughs> I was just like, "No, I got. I'm wet. I'm yeah, a surfboard. I have a marker <laughs> eraser." Um, well, well, the first time we met you, our, we had paint on our face. Did you? Remember that night we were at the townhouse with Gordy and we were, yeah, we, we painted our faces. <laughs> it was fuck. That's what, that's what that time was. You know, I had this like dream apartment. You guys had been to my place on the, uh, uh, the boardwalk. Beautiful uh, view. Yeah. It was awesome. I thought I could stay there forever when I moved in. And then this shit fucking started happening every day. <laughs> Ready? <laughs> every day. Yeah. It was a bad spot. The <laughs> Ray, Ray, uh-huh. she's about to do it. Wait, and then here's another one. Uh, yeah, you can't have that. Just to show, not like I mean, I, like I can hear the drum circle from my place. Yeah, which is but at least that's, that's just this drums. Shit was yeah. twice Every a day. day like, no, for sure. Up, ready? <laughs> you ready? <laughs> who's like? Who's giving them money? Yeah, 
Like, like, look, there's a lot of singers down there that Dude. aren't great, but like, they're better. Like, that's just like eventually, eventually, the restaurants need to start shooing these people away because it's like the Candlestick Cafe or whatever that place was called down there. It's like they couldn't have been making any money when like, yeah. people like that are screaming. Oh, by the way, that was my secret. Not Candlestick. Um, what's the one that's like? Is it? There, it's like breakfast. It's been there since like it's 1978. Like fig, fig tree, fig tree, uh, yeah, fig tree. Because so, it's early morning, you can get like and, half off. And they and the food is like whatever. Yeah, but I had a, my secret little. There's a bar in there. Yeah, that oh, nobody yeah. really yeah. fucking knew about. And really? that was my yeah, yeah. That was my like secret little. That was my secret. Spot. I didn't know that. Yeah, but uh, but so I was like, oh man, this is gonna be my home forever. I, I I've got an ocean view. I can watch yeah. the surfing. There's like and that apartment was sick. Yeah, it was yeah, great. It was. And then and then like at first the sing like the singing would start because it was this guy and it was just like. Well, and like it comes in, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of charming. This is Venice, you know. Yeah. Thing, and then it was like three weeks, two weeks in. I was like, oh fuck, it was Dude, just like Groundhog's Day. Yeah. He's like, because yeah. it would be like, welcome to the hotel, oh, yeah. California. Yeah. Yeah. Same set yeah. list, the every same day. set list, <laughs> and, and and like the way the intonation of his voice. I was just like, oh fuck. And then I tried to use earphones and. Airplugs, no. But I knew it was already in my head. Yeah. I was like, I'm fucked here, dude. Now I feel like if you had stayed at that apartment, like I probably would have been like at my place one day and just heard like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just fucking just gun. I'm just gunning <laughs> the singer. He's got a gun. And then people would be like, Why don't you just pay him to leave? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean that that's what's happened to Venice is that like, but, the, like so his voice wasn't that good, but that is terrible. Oh, no, that that fucking no, woman. That that woman looked like a mess. <laughs> I mean, you could have, there were some magic moments, but I was like, I need to get the fuck <laughs> yeah, out of Are those here. singers still down there a lot? Yeah. I mean, you know, to be honest with you, you like, I, I've hit that point, you know, long ago where it's just like, I, I'm pretty over most of Venice at this point. Like, I mean, if the ocean wasn't right there, I probably would have moved a long time ago. No. Yeah. If I fell into the right spot, I'd be enticed to, to go back and do another tour in that between Pacific and the beach and yeah. Venice. It was kind of awesome. But yeah, fucking, I just drive down Rose now and I'm just like, it's just like. It sucks. Yeah, yeah like, it sucks. There, there. You know, like it's it. Abbott Kinney legitimately scares yeah, me. I don't there, think the vibe scares. There me. was a place. Uh, there is a place. Uh, Ashland Hill or something like oh, that. Yeah. And Ashland yeah. Hill took over Wildflower Pizza, which is a place I actually used to like to go. It's a place we could go get a good slice. It was home style. It was they had their own recipes. And regardless, when I went to Ashland Hill the first time, and I probably spent. $110 there on a date or something like that. I, was, I remember I got the bill and I looked at what we bought. I was like, this is the same old shit. It's the same old shit every place that you go to around yeah. there where it's just like, hey, I'm sick of beets and burrata. Like, I'm sick of braised Brussels sprouts and cauliflower. Like, none of this stuff is special. Right. But everybody sells it, you know, for like 20 bucks a plate and everything like that. And it's just like, and that, and just like the, I don't know, it's just like this, that, that kind of that bungalow no, essence. That I, I read an interview so. with this developer, and he it's the guy who brought the, what was that awesome taco spot we used to go to? Uh, uh, next to Taco like Porf- Tacos no, Pornadre no. or whatever. Uh, My, La Fiesta Bravo. La Fiesta, La Fiesta Bravo. Bravo. It's still there, but, well, they well, moved, moved yeah. locations. So, yeah. so that, that guy that bought it, and they're, they're interviewing him in, like, the Venice Gazette or whatever the fucking <laughs> magazine is. Yo, Venice? Yeah, Yo, Venice. <laughs> <laughs> Out of print, by the way. And, uh, oh, really? I don't know. Actually. And he's like, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's gonna, it'll be nice, but it's gonna be very Rose Street. You know, you can still wear your flip-flops. Uh, it's oh, like, God. oh, thanks for the permission, fuckhead. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, nothing's ever happened with that spot, too. That guy oh, bought all that, and he got I, so much negative flack that I think yeah, that there was, was like, like, it's like well, so oh, guys, there? no. Guys, huh. the good news is, 
the good news is we can still wear our flip flops here. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Two yeah. blocks from the beach. That, the whole, we all have permission. The whole of Rose, you know, like has definitely yeah, been like that. Losers, the, man. The, the only thing that I'll say that I really like about like kind of like that attitude and what it's brought into Venice is it's brought a lot of ice cream in. And I, <laughs> I, I, it really, has. I really, I was just gonna say, it I has. know Jenny's, boutique ice cream is yeah. like, oh, what are you gonna go to the salt and straw? No. I was like, yeah, I actually am gonna go to the salt yeah. and straw, and I'm gonna spend twenty dollars right now on like premier. Do they ice have cream. a nitrogen one where like the whole place no, looks like a meth no, lab? No, isn't no. isn't yeah. Jenny's like that on Rose? Jenny's isn't like nitrogen, but oh, Jenny's okay. is a nice place. There's Jenny's. There's the place that I've been going on dates lately is Kippy's. It's like oh, coconut milk, Kippies. vegan, you know, gluten free ice cream. Yeah. Um, no, I'm I'm down with those good ice cream places. Uh, yeah, like, I don't I mean, like. There's a salt and straw in Larchmont. I don't go there. I just, but I would. It's, I, the thing is, like, I would go there. I love ice cream. Yeah. So like, I like that yeah. about it and everything. And it's like, ice cream's a cheap date. Yeah. It's a real cheap date. It is, <laughs> it is, it is a cheap date. It's like, oh, go to this real nice ice cream place. And I was like, what's that going to run you? $15? Yeah, and then you, know, you get ice cream and then you walk around. Yeah. Was, That's the best date instead of like sitting across from somebody being yeah. like, yeah. And then what, what's the move when the ice cream is done? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, let's make out with our curdled ice cream oh, breath. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's step one. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thanks for coming. No. Uh, what, uh, so let's talk New Year's. What did you guys get into? Uh, you, nothing? I didn't. You know, like I I was sick a couple days before that, and I've just been like, I feel really saying this, but I just, I, I didn't feel like doing anything. Dude, I mean, fucking it's the greatest. I mean, I went out and I had fun, but if I didn't go out, I wouldn't bother me. I had a point where like yesterday I was just like, I want to start out. Like, I mean, I, I do legitimately like to start off the new year with a good start. Yeah. And so I was like, I want to go surfing and I want to go on a hike. So I was like, that means that you can not go out late. Right. Right. Yeah. Totally. And so I kind of just like, I, you know, I went through the throes of debating it as everybody does. I think when you're just like, Oh, should I go do something? Blah. But honestly, we, me and some other friends ended up playing Yahtzee and having a couple of drinks and like, nice. that's all you need to do. No, like what's I, the fucking, no, I just, and, and all, you know, it was, it was weird too. Cause new year's fell on like a Tuesday or new year's Eve fell on a Tuesday. And it was kind of like after the, a Christmas that fell on a Tuesday. So it had like, it just felt it like was very I was, odd. I was down by the Venice pier and there was nobody, at any of those bars at around like 10 30 or 11 or so we, we skated down there. And there was just nobody there. Because yeah. it's just another fucking day. Yeah. It's like and it's just like so we, we made it. We made it another year. It's like we also made another March 15th. Yeah. yeah. You know? Like, yeah. why don't we fucking blow it up? Although on March I, I went 14th. to. Oh, this is a great scene. Oh, we got Roadhouse on Sam Elliott. Is this where he pulled and fucking like, yanks the guy's throat out? Come here. <laughs> but yeah, Roadhouse is a great movie. Be nice. Oh, Damn, dude, he looks crazy right there. Yeah. So, wait, so is he the bouncer that taught Swayze how to bounce? Yeah. That's what he is. He looks the same age as Swayze. No, yeah, he, he's. Uh, this is definitely pre star. He looks born. young as hell. <laughs> yeah, no, he does. Cause what Whoa, are like, those Uzi squirt guns? This is what, yeah. 86, 85? What did this movie do for like the bouncing industry where people are like, dude, I want to go try to be a bouncer? I guarantee you they did. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure this inspired Every, yeah. everybody who became a pro, like a famous pro wrestler in the 90s watched Roadhouse in the 80s and it inspired them to get in the gym. Totally. They like saw and, Terry Funk in this movie and learn how to fucking yank people's throats. Hey, <laughs> if you're a big person, what else are you going to be like when in your early 20s than a bouncer? Yeah, you might as well. Yeah. I wish I would have been big. Um, well, so you know, uh, bring this back to Venice. Yeah. Uh, so new. So I we were talking before you got here. I was I, I was in Sedona, Arizona. Yeah. 
And uh, I, I saw on the forecast that there was snow. Yeah. But I'm like, it's fucking going to be great. There'll, there'll just be like a light dusting, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be nothing. So I went hiking. It, it totally was that. Yeah. And then it just started fucking dumping. Yeah. While and, you were uh, still on the hike? Well, like, I was getting back, yeah. and I was like, I better get to my car because I couldn't see the trail anymore. And, like, I was like, all right. Yeah, I that's mean, scary. It's not going to be. I mean, it wasn't like I'm stuck at, like, Base Camp 3 in Everest, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. back weather shit. But, like, no, I mean, I was like, fuck, man. I, I got to get back, and I'm, like, three miles away. But so sure enough, like, I, I'm fucking driving back, and I notice that other cars are not moving. And then I see, like, an emergency thing. And there's just, like, a hill, like, like a 45-degree angle hill, like nothing. Yeah. But, like. We're all stranded. Nobody can get up the hill. They're only letting four-wheel drive vehicles. Search and rescue has to take me back. But this isn't even the good part of the story. So <laughs> I was just like, well, that, I just earned my not having to go out on New Year's, even though this is like one in the afternoon. I was like, that's enough tragedy for yeah. one day for I me. Can I, use that to, as, I can use, use that as an excuse. excuse. Yeah, my car is, is Get out of everything. You'll never believe what so, happened. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, well, I was leaving on New Year's Day, and I'm like, fuck. I'm like, my car is three miles away. Well, I was like, all right, I guess in the morning I'll just call an Uber. Guess, you know, who, there's not too many, there's no Ubers in fucking Sedona. None of the cab companies are fucking picking up. I tried AAA. I even call the fucking, the, the police to like ask like what, yeah, what, you know, do you do? what, what do I do? So like just visualize for a moment that you're at a gas pump. It, it, you pump gas. Everyone has to pump gas. What do you do when you just see somebody fucking walking up to you when you're pumping gas? You're like, like walking directly. You're, up you're to you. like, you're like, oh fuck! Like it's yeah. tweaker shit. It's typically, like you're gonna get typically tweak- what I would do in that situation is I would ball up my right fist and just get yeah, ready to right? like light that guy up like a Christmas tree. So, so I was you know, like, it's interesting though. I just thought of if someone if you're pumping gas and someone does that, you could easily just be like, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, oh. dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the fucking tweaker. I'm going to go. I was like, there's a fucking circle K right across the street. Like, that's where I'm going to find my ride yeah. out to the, out to the fucking, to the car. And so it, it really, it, it, it's, it's crazy. Cause like, you know, I had like a Patagonia on and like a, like a cap. Like I didn't look like a tweaker, but now <laughs> I look like Ted Bundy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when you're, when you're in need at a gas station it's yeah. bad yeah. vibes. Yeah, it's but, bad. So this this Wait, guy, which is really sad because I feel like probably in like the '60s that was a real normal thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. So but oh, no, totally. but so, hey, brother, so like can you help fr- me out. No, that's what For I sure. did. I was like, hey man, I, and this guy was just like, no, and I'm like, all right, listen. I, I was like, wait a second. I've got money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. Like, that's so I, I fucking walked up with the with the money, and then like the guy was like. He saw the money. He's like, dude, it's all good. I got you. But then his wife comes over and she's oh, like, wait, fuck. we, I've got Ted Bundy's getting in the back yeah. seat of the car, right. but it, all's well that ends well. And I fucking got there and got out of there. So but the like, wife accepted it. The wife was like, fine. It was like kind of, uh, but she wasn't like, Oh, Hey, nice to meet you. Like I'm yeah. Sandy. We're so happy to be doing this for you. It was like, she got in the front seat and it was like silence. And I was in the back. It's like a really weird, really weird space. You just start like a sing along. Yeah. I should have just yeah. killed him. Yeah. Like if I just was like, just pulled my knife and was like, yup, this is happening. Yeah. This is why you don't help people at gas stations. You should have said something. Yeah. It's just a quick, but strangle guy. it was weird. It was crazy because, you know, Sedona's like one of those like places. It's like people are always talking about the energy yeah. and like crazy weird stuff happens. And it does kind of, I mean, it, it is kind of one of those places, but I was kind of like, all right, what is Sedona like? Does it want to keep me here? Like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I realized that I started my day going into that Circle K to get a fucking, like, two-day-old donut from the thing. Yeah. And I, the woman working behind, I was like, Happy New Year. She goes, yeah. 
Jesus. <laughs> I was like, I guess she's not uh, in the crystals. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. Yeah. she's not she's not uh, running a vortex tour. <laughs> she missed that fucking and trade. And then throughout the whole the whole fucking course of the day, I couldn't get a fucking Uber, couldn't get a cab. Even USAA was fucking rude. They were like, a tow truck's not gonna take you out to get your car. You have to be in the car for the emergency. Like I called the police, I was like, Do you know if the hill is you're able to get up there? She's like, I have no idea. I think you were in a vortex. Yeah, so so then but then it was it was like this night, it was just a nice dude at the same gas station that I started right. all my my uh my like fucking bombardment of rejection of this thing that was like <laughs> and I was like yeah I guess it's just you know you got nice people and and not nice people and I think the, I think the real lesson here is like just flash some cash no that was no, tweet, that was the, tweet no. you ain't gonna have hey, any no money talk that changed everything because I was like hey man how much I, cash I was like, did you flash I, I gave 40 I had 40 bucks okay. and then the guy said he didn't want to keep it but I had also gotten taken out the day before by search and rescue you and I made a, a he's like I don't we're not taking a cash I was like we'll donate it to the club or go have some beers with your buddies <laughs> yeah, you know right. whatever you yeah. want to do but um but yeah the but I learned to be on the other side of that because I've never been on that other side where you have to be you have to put the tweaker shoes right on, yeah. yeah you no, know true. And, and go like I was in need yeah even though my car was fucking two and a half <laughs> miles away I wasn't sure if there was ice on the road like I was kind of like the most helpless I'd been yeah. in a long time it's kind of nice though too to face that situation yeah just being completely helpless because it's like you forget you like we are of an age where you barely even ever really got to experience that because we right. we had you know phones phones yeah. we even back before that MapQuest printouts I mean you could you could get you could find your way around and, right and, and and that it's only a two and a half mile walk so like that was the that now, would have been now, the worst now however like, if I got there and there was still ice on the hill yeah then I've got to hoof it back now we're talking yeah. about a five mile walk yeah, right. I didn't have a cliff bar on me yeah you know uh, but no Lara bar no I mean who know <laughs> who the fuck knows it was just one of those things where it's like. Yeah, I hadn't been like I hadn't had to go into survival mode where I realized when you do get into that mode, it's like when you got to actually pound the pavement and go fucking ask strangers for help. Yeah. And and then I was kind of like, well, fuck, now I've got to like help someone and put a stranger in my car. And- yeah. Yeah, oh man! Don't do it! See, yeah, yeah. Just don't do it! Don't do it. I've given yeah. people rides home from that dirty Ralph's on Lincoln in Venice. Like it's like so the, they say you didn't know. Just you know, I was just like went in there real high and was you know looking for popsicles and you know that's not an analogy. That's real life. Right. I was really looking for like you know big sticks or another non-phallic sounding popsicle. And like you know, like the this dude was at the front, and he was like, "Oh, I could hear him belly aching the entire time." And he was a con artist. It turned out, like I, I told him I'd give him a ride, and and like and I was helping my girlfriend at the time move, and so there's a bunch of boxes in my car, and he sees me, and he's just, so he goes in the car, he's like, "Oh my god, are you homeless?" <laughs> and I was like, "No, I'm giving you a ride home. You're yeah. homeless." <laughs> and then, and I remember like we got to like the stoplight right there, and he goes. Everybody was too afraid to give me a ride. Why weren't you afraid? And I immediately <laughs> bought my left hand. It's like, Pete, you're gonna have to kill this guy in your car right yeah. now. Yeah, he t- starts oh, to try and man. stab you. But then we, like, he had me take him down to that Jack in the Box. It's kind of like on Lincoln, going towards like, Santa well. Monica. And um, and and we got into a huge argument uh, about Carl Sagan on the oh, way there. He was Christ. he was majorly anti Carl Sagan, and I was like, why? Why would you be anti? Like I just didn't I didn't get where he's coming from, and he was crazy. And and anyway, so like I, I and the whole time he's like man it would be really nice if you could loan me some money and when I was walking up to him in the store I had like a handful of change because I was going to give him bus fare but then he asked me for a ride and I was too high at the time to tell him no Mm -hmm. and then so when he was like I hope you can give me something when we get there and I'm like I have like two bucks and change in my pocket I'm going to give him that and when we stop he goes now 
Typically, when I ask somebody for money, some people give me 60, some people give me 80, and I go, $80? Oh, wow. And he goes, I know you weren't just going to give me pocket change. And I was like, I was going to give you pocket oh, change. I was God. like, get the fuck out of my car. Yeah. <laughs> How many years ago was that? That was, that was probably five years ago. But right. then I saw him down by Third Street Promenade in Santa Monica pulling the same grift with other people. I literally heard him say, some people give me this amount, some people give me this amount. Like, right. it's a yeah. verbatim. What he said That's never gonna leave Venice No That is always gonna be there That's that drifter Homeless yeah. Fucking sunburn But just also But, the, but this guy But <laughs> this guy was dirty. like Just <laughs> yeah. self entitled I think that's like the, the main word That's crept into Like the Venice Even to, into the people On the boardwalk They're just Entitled Like they Like they deserve Something still Wait can right. we talk For a moment about Did you watch Flaked Flaked. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I didn't watch the all of it. I only, I only watched ten minutes of I it. Oh my god, I, dude! I, I went over to a girl's house who lived a couple walk streets over from me. Like right when that show came on, she was like, "It's about our town," and she had just moved there, so she thought it was <laughs> amazing. And I remember watching it, and, they, and just they would reference all the stuff. It felt like they were just patronizing. Well, it, my first of all, it, it's a great hate watch. Yeah, but it's 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 supposed it's Will Arnett plays like a Venice locals local, but like kind of like the preppy version that plays paddle like it's <laughs> yeah, so it's so stupid it's yeah i couldn't but do it. it it's really just the way he rides his bike yeah and like because he's kind of got his butt off the seat a yeah. little bit yeah right, just right, the right. way that will arnett's face looks like in that entire and, series this demeanor of his face i look uh, at him I'm just like and he makes furniture i just like it's it's, it's it's one of those shows where it's like his love letter to venice yeah oh dude miss me on <laughs> love letters to places in that aren't shows. actually a love letter yeah. written to somebody i just right. i i you yeah, know i watched one episode love letter to venice <laughs> Fuck you know off. what actually felt like the most Venice show was Californication. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because all the like the adults on that show were such just like fucking they were like living in like what we were talking about, what we yeah. lived in, yeah. in Venice. Like yeah. this fucking never neverland. Hank to, Moody was the Just everybody's best. doing drugs, everybody's like does doing whatever. That show was filmed like right on our street, yeah. right on Brooks. Yep. Yeah. Like oh, they would time. they would run when they would film the show, yeah, they would apartment. run the wires through like through our Brooks apartment and everything, because they would film in the house that was behind ours as well. And they would film like his his apartment was like right in front yep. of us and everything. <laughs> no, don't yeah. But I remember one time it was it was me, John Gordy, a couple other people with names like that. Steve, Chuck, and I remember Tree Man, the guy that dresses up like a tree, had come over. Oh, I don't and know. And we, like, he, he's, he looks like one of the Ents for one of the tree people from Lord of the Rings. And he came over and he sat on our fence while they were filming Californication. I remember just thinking, like, this is a moment right now. We're right. drinking a beer with Tree Man, watching Californication <laughs> getting filmed outside of our apartment. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Great show. Great it's show. Just, it's just, it has that Moody fuck was off the best vibe yeah. of Venice. Motherfucker! <laughs> and then we saw, da- we saw David Duchovny. He has a band. We oh, saw yeah. him at the Roxy. And literally, it's Moody. I mean, he yeah. was just like, thank you, motherfuckers! Uh, I, you, it. I feel like that's why that show was successful, as successful mm-hmm. as it was, at least, was because, like, you could tell that was pretty much just him. Yeah. Oh, I think it like, definitely I mean, was, It looked yeah. like he... Well, because Duchovny's a sex addict in real life. Yeah. Well, because he's, he did a song at that show. And he's like, so this song's about something, something, and I decided to write a song about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. getting into like that, but he was totally moody, dude. And also, the cool thing about Moody was, yeah, he's also he was also like strangely like with those like tight boxers. He was kind of like metrosexual. Like it was there was something like slightly off about the whole tone of the show, but it was just fucking that awesome. Was the greatest. There, show. You know, what was, during that period of time, there were times where I would be walking around like our apartment, and I would be wondering because there because there were. I feel like people looked actually like the 
people looked like in Californication too right. around Venice. No, and they I, do. I remember they seeing do. like people walk around and be like, "Is that the person from the show right, right now, or, or is that person just live right here?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they just live <laughs> right there. And like, they, it was exactly. like it was like a lot of squirting jokes. <laughs> <laughs> like anytime Runkle like hooked up with a chick, he got squirted on. Like it was, I mean, it was such tra- it was so trashy, but it was, it was very trashy. Awesome, dude. <laughs> it was great. I feel like it captured Venice really well. Yeah, yeah. I Rob really Lowe plays like this weird Brad Pitt weirdo. Like, oh man, it was fucking. It's awesome. weird. The, the best part of David Duchovny's band is that it's not like David and the Rippers. It's just David Duchovny. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I remember though, because and they were about to go on tour, and there was like Cougar Central on, oh, at the show. God, yeah, but yeah. and his band was all these like hipster guys with yeah. like uh, mustaches and like windbreakers and stuff. I was like, these guys are about to hit the road with oh, fucking yeah. Duchovny. They're about to have a fucking blast. Yeah, Dude, big I w- time. I wish I could go on the road. I feel like he just know. found some like local Venice band. Yeah, and it was just like you guys want to just like start a band because yeah, it, it wasn't like him and like Cage the Elephant. No, it was just <laughs> his, like I mean, but you know, they were like the, formerly known as Peace Frog, <laughs> and he's like, dude, we're going on tour at the Covney. <laughs> that was the the guy. That's what those guys were like. But oh, totally. they, they looked like they were having a fucking blast. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure they are. Yeah, and he encored with uh, the Sweet w- Jane, right? Oh, or the, the wait. Yeah, the wait. where did the you wait? see the Covney? The Roxy. <laughs> I got also. I, I got Phil for Christmas last year. This is two years ago. Because <laughs> it was also during the because they Still put the on, they put those pink beanies on. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize that was for the Me Too movement. Oh, oh was it? I was like, what? What is with these pink hats? And, and, and I was, like, mean, was it movement. right at the beginning of it? Right at the beginning. Okay. Wow, because the company got way ahead of that. Because <laughs> yeah, you he's thought, like, I better I mean, get way, was, way ahead of this. He was a huge. I mean, I I, I don't. I mean, I don't think he was an abuser, but yeah, he was a sex addict. So he was probably like gave his apology. You know, like I mean, like he can't. Like he already came out and admitted it. Yeah. Want well, to apologize the, again? The show was also on Valentine's Day. You know what's dark, too? Duchovny had said, so this is when sex addiction gets dark, is like, it wasn't, because I'm sure Duchovny was banging tons of chicks. Yeah. It was porn for him. Yeah. And oh, jerking that's right. off. Yeah, right. That's when sex addiction is that's, really dark. Yeah. When, when you are a movie star and you do get a ton of, like, willing people to just have sex with you, and yet you're locked into porn, yeah. porn yeah. and jerking off. Like, no, no, I don't want that. Break out the laptop. I want the but then I want he the also laptop had porn. a he had a family. He was married to Tia Leone and had like Is he not married kids. to her anymore? No. Wow. But there must be something with porn where it's actually like more f- maybe because you don't have to be there. Like yeah. you can just you can kind of well, like maybe he just it's got, like a video you finish got, and then you shut the computer. Yeah. yeah. There's no you like make a sandwich. Yeah. No, there's no uh so what are we gonna do tomorrow? Yeah. No, totally. You just you you just bust and slam the computer <laughs> yeah, shut. You're like, like what I guess I'm watching Seinfeld right now. <laughs> well I th- season three sounds good. <laughs> this is the problem that a lot of people have with porno and like why it's a bad idea to watch it is because you start to like that becomes sex for you and like yeah. what you expect and then when you're and you'll be with a beautiful woman but she's not the like double D that's like ah oh, yes you, but you that's not turned like the normal shit isn't turning you on yeah, often more and you want to just close the laptop when you bust and then you have a real person here you're like so what do you think the that. remedy is that do you keep the laptop open and talk to it for a little bit you get a doll those dolls yeah, yeah. And now you're in a really fucking dark really place. weird <laughs> that's the solution yeah you just get the doll and then you, you just get the doll something the the doll, did you nice see Don John no. that's basically what the that's what the movie's about right. But I haven't seen it. It's not that good. With it's, the, these it's Joseph jo- Gordon-Levitt as like this jacked Guido, yeah, with like a Jersey accent. He's got a he's got a porn addiction. Okay, and but I'm like, Who else why? Is in it? Him and Scarlett. Does Johansson. he get the no. doll? 
No, he's just he's just addicted to porn and jerking off. But right. then he tries to have th- something with Scarlett Johansson, but he like can't because he loves. I mean, you could right. do a movie about a guy getting a doll, and it doesn't have to be creepy and weird. Isn't that Lars and the Real Lars Girl? and the Real Girl? Oh, but yeah. he's kind of like autistic. He's kind of like weird. Anyways, it's not like a like you want to do like the real version. Like Elijah Bates gets the doll, and like <laughs> yeah. I'm taking when some time off dating him. She's great. The and by the way, they look so real now. They we, really do. When Sunny comes, the Sunny, this woman who we were friends with, this woman who runs a dildo factory. And, <laughs> Uh, North Hollywood. <laughs> shout out Shunny Rogers. It's a major but shout she, out. these dolls that her company has, I mean, like. They talk, I think. They're, they talk, yeah. they look so real. Yeah. And they feel real, and they're like warm, and like <laughs> the, like, it's fucking crazy where this is going. Yeah. No, I mean, but I get, but it, I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. Well, like, how weird would it be for somebody to be living that compared to, like, you know, I haven't seen Welcome to Marwin, but like that kind of looks like a similar premise. Wait, what is that? Uh, that's, that's the, the one Steve, Steve Carroll one. Steve Carroll. Like, I, I don't know. Actually, I have no clue because I have really no clue what that's about. But I've just seen him in the previews, like kind of adjusting action figures. It looks like or something like that. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, it's the huh. same kind of. It's basically what would have happened to his character in Forty Year Old Virgin if he hadn't met Catherine Keener. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and or, sold all or, his toys or, on or eBay. If he, or if he lived in like 2018 and realized that kind of stuff was out there, like yeah. he would, his house would have been filled with those. I will say, shout. I'm not a huge Carell fan, but I did like Beautiful Boy. We yeah. watched that. Uh, it's, yeah, his it's son good. is a meth uh, addict, okay. and it's, it's him dealing with that. But you watch Breaking Bad, and anything that's like meth or like real meth in the streets, you're just like. Miss me on fucking meth. Why would anyone fucking do yeah, that? I know. They nail it in that because he, he's talking to this other tweaker. He takes her out to lunch just to find out what's going on with yeah, his son. Yeah. She's like, it's like Coke. You've done Coke before. He's like, yeah. He's like, it's like Coke, but like 12 times better. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, that's a very specific <laughs> uh, elevation. Yeah. Like, all right, so Coke is pretty fucking awesome. Like, Whoa, if I crank that up 12 more notches. I love how it's it, not even like, like three, three times. It's no, like 12, 12 times. 12. It's and a I'm nice like, number. at that moment, I was kind of like, whoa, I'm like, what are, <laughs> what are you guys doing for New Year's? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just staying in. Let's get some fucking crystal. And just make it like a one-time thing, but I. But but she's. <laughs> well, Steve Carell tries it in the movie. He's like he yeah. wants to understand why his son is so into this, and he tries a line, and he's just like he like throws jazz on. He's That's, like, oh, this is actually pretty. Does cool. he? Wait, is there? Is there a portion of the movie where, like, it's kind of, like, cool that he's doing it? No, he's, no, it's like, just a one-night yeah, thing. Okay. He, he, just, some, he just wants to understand. So it's not, like, a montage of all the cool stuff he does uh, on no. meth? No. Uh, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Would, yeah. He, it's just, like, this, this, like, there's, like, a score, and he's just, like, out in an RV in the middle of the desert. <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's like, I'll just join my son. They used to go into a meth operation. He's got really together. saggy jeans. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. I was going to be, like, he goes to a baseball game. He drops it on a half pipe on a skateboard. It's like, yeah. no, meth is not that fun thing, actually. Skydiving. This is not the naked gun um and and it lasts like because because like if you do a little bump of coke like you're 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 feeling pretty good for about 10 minutes and then like once that goes down like a notch you're like fuck (laughs) yo man can i get some more yeah call call the guy (laughs) yeah yeah no but uh i've i've no desire to do math no right i've I've, like i've never to be honest with you I've never personally been in a situation where it's, it's been, been available. No, yeah. Never, yeah. Except for 
where you live. <laughs> like, yeah, you can just walk all, outside yeah. of yeah. your fucking yeah, front door. Yeah, except for, you know, my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where where are you now? Are you still in that? I actually uh, moved, I, I moved one block over. You could, it's a fi- less than a 50-second walk from, from where I lived on Brooks to where I live presently. Like, um, I just, I, I got to a point last year where, like, I got a raise at work, and I, I got paid out for that. Remember that car accident I got in, like, oh, yeah. many years oh, yeah. ago? I got paid out for that, finally, like, after, like, four years on really? the same day that I got a raise at work. So I wow. just immediately, I moved, like, what, wait, what took later. him so long to pay you out? Um, it, 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 were, it was just oh, yeah. the multiple people involved oh, in an accident okay. on the 405. The person that was in, uh, the, <laughs> that was at fault had like $10,000, you know, max insurance payout type thing. So basically my lawyer, I, I, I'm guessing this is what happened, probably had to sue my insurance company to get the money right. from them just so that I'd get like paid out for my car essentially. Um, no, it was a huge headache. It was awful. And like the car still totaled. You just got like the new fucking shiny wetsuit. Like yeah. a fucking. <laughs> dope I'm like, I don't need a car. In a way yeah. that wasn't that accident like in kind of the best thing that ever happened to you because it, t- it brought you to Steely Dan. That's true. It did. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> we, you, you, you introduced us to surfing. We introduced you to Steely Dan. Because I yeah, wonder if yeah. you would have gotten into Steely Dan no, if you never I don't, gotten into I don't that think accident. so because like the day after that accident, you know, like I remember I was like sitting on, I was sitting on, uh, on the bluff watching the waves break and I was a little bit hurt but not like major. Yeah, but your pose, I remember your Facebook posts were very like life affirming. Oh, they were because I was yeah. just like, damn, I surrounded a crazy ass car but you were But you were going like 50 when you got Yeah, yeah, like, yeah it was a gnarly 405. Yeah. It, like it stopped the whole, both sides of the 405 and everything. It was, it was, it was pretty intense but like, but the next day I was just, I was, I had a lot of gratitude for being alive, you know, like I really loved my life and, and I was there with a coffee that I loved to drink. I was watching waves. I was, my dog was alive at the time so I was like, man, I'm, I'm, and then I turned out like, pretty and, good. And, and, and like a crystal meth dealer comes yeah. by and it's just it's like, just, hey I man. just picture you like you looking, feel 12 times looking out at the sunset. You got your dog, and it's like we just pull back. It's like ding, ding, ding. What was? Did we play some steely? No, you know what? It actually it was. You guys had a party that night, but I'd been at like a beach, like a beach barbecue. My friend Chad and his friends were jamming Peg, but they were just, but they were they were done with the song and they were just jamming. You know, I think I remember that. Yeah, and I remember just hearing it and being like, I don't know what this is that they're playing, but I love it. Right. And then, like, we, I went over to your guys' house, and I, and yes. I, because somebody told me it was Steely, and then you guys played some Steely, and I remember, like, the next couple of days, I just, like, deep dove. The, the catalog and then I came over and you Brandon played uh, Dr. Wu for me oh yeah because remember because like <laughs> when you first start doing it everything's from Asia or from um, the, the first album and, and, and so like you, you get a lot of you know like you know Ricky don't lose your yeah, number, yeah. Right. lose that number but you, don't, but you don't but you don't get like you know a lot of the classics everyone's gone to the movies Dr. Wu yeah. you don't get your Dr. Wu volume like, 2 daddy don't live daddy New York don't well, I, you know I'm on Spotify all day and every day every time Elijah Bates it's always like it just it really became the soundtrack for my 30s like i I was 30 when that happened and i just kind of and that's pretty right on like most people like it's kind of a 30 year old man's music it it was kind of something where it's just like they were singing about real stuff whether it was something from their lives and you know there's almost like a troubadour sensibility to like kind of their song styles i guess where i where i pre but also drug addict that where I, i appreciated like and and you could tell that they were like really Spending a lot of time crafting their sound. Oh and God! Yeah, it was the tonal yeah. shifts that would happen in the songs. I remember I was listening to Black Cow on the beach, and I was like, I remember the moment I was walking out. It was like nine o'clock, and I was walking my dog, and I was listening to it. And that that breakdown started happening, and, and I fell to my knees, and I started crying and laughing. Wow! But, but, Wait, I, but the- I was like, I was so stoked. That I was hearing what I was hearing. It was yeah. like it was like something I've been waiting to hear for forever. Wow. And 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 I just like I, I and again it wasn't like I was crying like oh my god I can't believe it. I was like I can't believe how fucking awesome this is. No. Which part the so outrageous? It was this. It was the. Uh, 
break away. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and it was just when everything it's about, over now. Get your big black cow and get and, out of here. And you know, there's something about Fagan's voice too. Oh, where I'm dude, just like, I, I love Fagan's voice. That's why when people are like, "Oh, Dirty Work" is my favorite song, I'm like, um, I hate you. Like, I, I I can't even listen to Dirty Work. It's right. a nice song, but like, and then every like, I don't know, eighth or ninth like Steely song, like Michael McDonald will come in. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. Hey, uh, I love when he pops up. Foreign movie. When, yeah. he, when he pops up in, uh, I got the news. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. He pop, I like. I was listening to a Bonnie Raitt song recently. He pop, I love when he pops up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Doobies, obviously. So yeah. that what was what's the soundtrack to your what was the soundtrack to your thirties? Um, that's a great question. Uh, Steely came in. Well, I mean, Steely was kind of the soundtrack to my high school because right. I was really into Steely in yeah. high school. God, that's a great question. Um, God. Soundtrack to my. 30s. It's weird for me. It's kind of been solo sting. Yeah, I love so when I hear yeah. Fields of Gold. I'm yeah. just like, oh. I mean, I hit a. I got it. Bruce Coburn. I oh, got yeah. pretty into Bruce yeah. Coburn. Yeah, uh, and, and when we were at the Spirit Molecule, I hadn't like discovered an artist and like devoured their collection yeah. like that in a while. Roxy Music. I don't think I'd ever right. done anything on the level of. Steely Dan No Steel, Except Steely, for like Maybe Pink Floyd When I was younger No that's you know? the like thing that's, that's the only thing I can Steely put on the Steely will get as. you Look it's not for everybody No But I've if, tried if, if it gets you If Steely sinks and sucks in you You're gonna devour The whole collection <laughs> And yeah. it's gonna be The only music You wanna hear no, For time. like it Two was, years it, it, was, it was I probably went through A solid two years Where 95% of what I listened to Was just Steely Dan Yeah and, and and I would say It was probably About the same 20 songs Like I mean I listened To the whole albums And everything like that right. But I quickly figured out what I liked about Doctor Wu. That was kind of my mid twenties. I was in, yeah. I was hitting the Steely hard in the mid twenties. Yeah, Steely and Boz Skaggs. Yeah, it's strangely. Nice. Yeah, I was in. I was never like depressed, but like I was like that weird zone between like sophomore or like freshman and sophomore year. I think where you're of just high like, school or college of high school, and that's where I d- I got like um, the Royal Scam. Yeah. And like that before the fall when they wrote it on the wall, like I just heard that and it was like exactly what my soul needed at that time. Like you just like, oh my God, like I'm, I'm found. Yeah. And like, I'm, I'm good now. Like it was like my life raft, like you went into the cave. Yeah. It's funny. Like there's all tomorrow. Caves all tomorrow. It's a great song. (laughs) When there wasn't even any Hollywood. I was stone in ancient hands. Yeah. Oh, fuck. (laughs) 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 Rest in peace, Walter. Yeah, we caught him at the yeah. Hollywood Bowl that was right awesome. before he died. That was like that was a great bowl show, actually. Yeah, too. and Fagan's still trucking along. Yeah, He's still playing. Yeah, is he still touring with Steely? Yeah, yeah. you know I'm good. I don't necessarily need. I don't need. Like, I mean, look, I've seen him a couple yeah, times. Don't you don't need again. to see him live. No, it's, it's, just it's like, the thing. If it's there, you, you know go. who I would go see again are the Dukes of September. Oh yeah, Michael McDonald, Boz Gags, Donald Fagan. Oh my that's god, a, that's a, that's a yacht rock uh, paradise. We saw them at the Gibson Amphitheater. That's incredible. <laughs> Let me know when that's happening. Oh, I'd yeah. absolutely go to that. The greatest was um, was Donald Fagan was introducing everybody, and he was like, "And this guy to my right, Mr. Michael White Lightning McDonald." I think we took some mushrooms. We're with our friend Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. What do you want to talk about? Cougars. Oh, dude. <laughs> they were everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That was. And, I, and they were just sniping them from the stage. <laughs> like Boz Skaggs well, was like it's so weird because I remember I was in the I was in the uh, bathroom at the urinal and there were these two like guys in like long hair. They they looked like you know rockers. Yeah. And they they left and the guy in the urinal next to me was just like you know who that was. I'm like no. He's like. 
those guys are from Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> the band Kansas. I'm like, like, how the fuck do you know that? Yeah. I saw Kansas at the Mid-State Fair in Paso Robles, California in 2002, and they opened up for Skinner. <laughs> and Skinner wheeled out cannons and shot them during the concert, too. Yeah. And we were supposed to go to the Skinner <laughs> concert, the same concert a year before, but the bass player, the original bass player, died the day before. Is it no one even Close in Skinner? Is, my, oh, no. Nobody that's, in uh, Skinner is alive anymore, is it? I don't, I don't know. I don't think anybody is. I don't, I don't think... I, I, I think that they have Jimmy Van Zant, who is like Ronnie uh, Van someone's Zandt's their brother. brother. Yeah, because okay. the whole but, band died. Yeah, except they, someone's that wasn't in the band, and then they just started a cover band. That's basically yeah. all Leonard Skinner right. is. Yeah, right. but but to some extent too, it's like. Do you need to see Leonard Skinner create new music? It's like you're not going to that. Con- like, no, it's no. like when you go see Roger Waters in concert and he starts playing his his solo stuff. You're like, stop it! Yeah, <laughs> please well, you're stop. You're going to the bathroom. Yeah, it's just yeah. like you know, it's like it's already pr- like. I mean, I like I love Roger Waters too. I yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But like, there's moments where he pulls his super political stuff during his own songs. Where it's like, look, I can put up with it during Floyd, but during your own songs, like, and that Texas education fucked you up. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. We, I, we saw Roger Waters at the Coliseum. And it was awesome. It yeah. was fucking killer. But he starts with the political shit. And I have to say, like, look, I know the LAPD have done some bad shit. We all know yeah. that. So we're not, we don't need to, like, put a fucking. Yeah, I got a DUI on a bicycle once. Right. So. But there was just these two fucking cops. Like, they're they're just working security at the thing. Like, you know, just standing there, not bothering anyone. And right. he puts the light right on. Oh, yeah. And the whole crowd. Yeah, he was going after <laughs> And I was like, dude. Why are you making it about these cops that are actually like doing security at your yeah. fucking show, yeah. you yeah. asshole? Hey, you security guy. Yeah. You know what's like, weird? Very this... rarely do I feel for cops. But, like, I was like, dude, yeah. come on. Give I, it I a remember rest. remember something happened at that concert, <laughs> and it goes to show you that no Roger. matter no matter who's the president, nobody's ever fucking happy. No. Right. Is, is the line where it's like, mother, should I trust the government? And then he's got a thing on the wall that says, no fucking way. And everyone's just like, yeah. yeah. It's just like, dude, everybody's always I thought you pissed. loved yeah. Obama. Yeah, it's like, it's no one's ever happy. It's ridiculous. Also, that's just like, that's that's Waters' go-to, though, too, at the yeah. same time. Oh, totally. Sure. That's his bread and butter. <laughs> yeah. Even the monkey can play a drum. Gilmore keeps his mouth shut and just fucking rips that Stratocaster. Yeah. yeah. He trusts the government. <laughs> yeah. He fucking he trusts depends, them. He depends on the government. Yeah. He's collecting social security now. I'm a Gilmore yeah. guy. No, me I mean, too. Gilmore's just at the bar. He, like, hangs out at cop bars. <laughs> dude, if you... Like, if you go through... <laughs> he's, like, at the bar and fucking to live and die in L.A. down in Pedro with all fucking those guys. <laughs> <laughs> if you go through like our Facebook thread, it's it's ninety eight percent Pink Floyd talk, Gilmore talk. It's I love him. I love the guy. I, I do too. He's like my I mean, favorite guitar. Player. Like I I feel like because he's been much more subdued with like his opinion. I guess like he's kind of like uh, Gilmore has stayed the same for me. Whereas Waters right. has just kind of continued to become more Watersy. Yeah, he's a little watered down. He's a little Waters <laughs> yeah. down. He's a Waters head. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's that's wild. Yeah. Uh, how much time we got left there, Phil? We got about two minutes. Two minutes. So, uh, so uh, you're Venice for life, huh? No, I don't think so. Like, I mean, where would you move? I mean, I, I you cannot... know, I, I've been looking uh, before the huge fires happened. I was looking at property up in the mountains because me and and hey, good time to buy right now. Uh, no, I know <laughs> it's fire sale. Yeah. Um, uh, no, but uh, no, you know, knock uh, on wood. Yeah. Um, because I was going to burn. I, I really was. Fire. You know, because my buddy uh, Jake and I, like, we we've been you know pretty Malibu. heavy hiking and stuff like that, and we hiked the entirety of the. 
backbone trail, which goes all through the Santa Monica mountains. So we mm-hmm. saw both sides of the mountain the entire way. And we started actually kind of looking like, where would you, where could you buy 10 acres of property? Where could you plant some trees? Where could you like cultivate like a really badass place to live? And I was looking at a lot of places up there. Naturally, there's no growth up there right now because mm-hmm. it all burned down and it's pretty burned down too. I drove past it the other day, but I don't know. Like, I mean, you know, like I got to be near a beach and that's kind of like, that's the big dog, so I have no clue. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm there for right now. And I mean, I, yeah, we say I like Malibu up like by Point Doom, yeah. all those mm-hmm. areas. And I mean, if you're surfing, I mean, you, that's like some yeah. of the best surfing yeah. in the world. You know, like I mean, just like obviously the problem is like it costs a lot of money out there and everything, and it's like you know. And although yeah. you can and not, but yeah, up in the hills, you can find because yeah. people don't want to live up. Yeah, well, no, that's what, that's, like, that's the thing is like that. right now also you, the commute and everything. Yeah, it's like, uh, you, like you know, but like I have a pr- I, I commute to Glendale every day from Venice, so it's like. Like oh, I have, wow. I, I have a gnarly commute. I've been doing it for almost six years now too. So it's yeah. just like the commute isn't something that bothers me. The way you always have to look at a long commute in LA is just like if you love what you're doing for work and you love where you live, it's just a drive. It's a really long, crappy drive, but like it's just a drive. Though, but too. you got you know like podcasts. Yeah, and yeah, I actually once steely. I I yeah. and like books on tape too are another thing like. I mean, I'm not like tearing through like Diane Steele, D- <laughs> Diane Steele fucking <laughs> novels or anything like that, but like. It, I look forward to actually getting the car now where yeah. I used to dread it because in it, it like music's perfectly fine. But when you get locked into like, a, yeah, it's awesome. Well, you yeah. know, it's nice. It's just like even just having Spotify, having music streaming. Cause like there'll be times where I'm driving there and, and like a thin Lizzie song will play. And I was like, oh, I'm going to deep dive thin Lizzie right now yeah. and see what happens. Well, that's, I got serious radio in my car and it's fucking, if one station's annoying, it's just like up to the next. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. Wait, what song were you doing just now? Oh, 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 she's coming back. She's yeah, coming, she's coming back. Fuck. Coming back. Dun, 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 fired up. Then Lizzie's got dun, dun, some good songs. They got, yeah, they've got some great. You know, like cowboy songs. When, fucking I, amazing. when I was like deep diving, up, when I was deep diving the Eagles recently, I was like thinking to myself, the they, Eagles feel like kind of like senior level back. high school. Run, let's they just fired up right right now. Hold on. Yeah, you're stoked on that drive with this yeah, fucking absolutely. thing playing. I'm like, I can't wait to drive home tonight. Wow, I haven't heard this in a while. Great tune. I love Phil Lynott. Yep. That dude was gone too soon. No, don't be one of these fuckers that doesn't like the Eagles because Big Lebowski doesn't no, no, like I'm, the Eagles. No, I'm not. I no, love it. In I, general. I love the like, Eagles. I hate, there was this like, this bartender in Bisbee and she's like, I fucking hate the Eagles. I was like, honey, you don't hate the Eagles. You like Lebowski. Yeah. And you're, you <laughs> yeah. have no brain of your own. No. Like, <laughs> yeah, because bro. the fuck. If you listen to the Eagles greatest hits, there's dude. no way that you, if he, there's no way you're going to be like, I hate the Eagles. You're, throw on Pretty Maids all in a row and you tell me you hate hey, the Eagles. I'll tell you what. I've wasted been, time. I've you been, hate the Eagles. I've been the Go new kid in fuck town yourself. before. Yeah. Just throw on Desperado. Yeah. yeah. Fucking great song. I mean, they have so many great <laughs> songs. Tequila <laughs> Sunrise. Also, yeah. go watch the movie, The History of the Eagles, and tell me you don't love oh, the Eagles. I, I know. Seen that it. was great. Oh, it's the documentary. It's on uh, Glenn Fry's The It man. should be on Netflix. It's yeah. incredible. Okay. Glenn Fry's fucking and they, no holds barred. No holds barred because they have that other guitar player, Wayne Felder. Wayne Felder. No. Is it Wayne Felder? Something Felder. Yeah. Wayne Felder, yeah. They fucking, he clowns this guy for fucking four Don hours. Felder, Don, Don Felder. Felder. <laughs> Don Felder. Don Felder. Not Wayne Felder. Literally, the whole documentary is Glenn Fry talking about, he's not just saying like, oh, and, and you know, uh, Don got into this, these drugs. He's like, he's a fucking piece of shit. And I fucking <laughs> told this guy, I was yeah. like, then fucking quit the band, dude. Fucking quit because I'm tired of your fucking bitching. Yeah, he's, he's fucking, he's savage. <laughs> he's like, I mean, he's the literally, man. it's four hours of Glenn Fry talking <laughs> about what a piece of <laughs> shit. <laughs> I was always like, I was always like, 
he, Glenn Frey hates the Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was always kind of like, yeah, I like the Eagles, but I wasn't ever like, I love the Eagles. Yeah. I saw the documentary. I was like, I, this is like my favorite band. I, I, you know, I never really got into them until a couple, like probably a year ago, really. And I just, I realized it was like, they're I got incredible. They're like awesome. I, like, I, love I can't tell you why is a fucking uh, amazing yeah. song. I used to like drunk play. If I was like just sat by myself in a bar like in New Orleans, like I just put wasted time on over and over and over again. <laughs> it's well, Hotel so California good. is a great album. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and like that's really the only sign. Like you we were on I don't forget, I think we were driving in Colorado a couple weeks ago and Hotel California came on. You were like, I actually don't hate this. And I was like, out. Yeah, I it's don't hate it. No, wait, wait, if you can disconnect yourself from the when people play it. Yeah. And actually, just listen to it in in, in a silo it's and a really everything. Good song. It's, it's an incredible song. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Like I, I find myself sometimes alone listening to On it. The, you know, like really just like jamming and stuff yeah. like that to like like with my body. And I'm just like yeah. I didn't even realize I was. Doing and also, this. it's like they were, were they listening to like a lot of Toots and the Maytals or something. It's got like a fucking. I think that's it's just got like a reggae thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Just Henley. Yeah, yeah, yeah hitting that fucking Don Whaler. He's uh, <laughs> it's like a reggae song. It yeah. kind of is, yeah. I've, I've never heard a reggae band cover it though. That'd be interesting. I, I, that definitely exists somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm surprised Sublime Ho- didn't do Hotel it. Kingston. <laughs> Hotel On Matt. a dark dirt road, <laughs> large spliff in my hand. <laughs> One step to Babylon. Give <laughs> yeah. um, some shout outs Ja have been here uh, before Oh you know what's funny So you asked me What we did for New Year's So I went to go see Our friends Tampa To uh-huh. the show yep. And I'm, it's towards the end And I'm standing there And there's this girl In front of me And like a, she's got A black leather jacket on and she turns around and she and she and then she turns around and does like a double take and she's like, "Are you from Camp Good Boy?" Yes. And I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Oh, I'm I'm Misty Magnus, your follower. She follows us on Camp wow. Good Boy, oh. but she knows about us through the Voids. Oh, sweet. She's a big Voids fan. So we have we had Jeff on the got it. And and, she, and Jeff posted to Tampa. She drove from Vegas to go see Tampa. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> wow! Shout the fuck yeah, out! She was to like, Misty. "Oh, I love your uh, the awesome. Instagram and the podcast." And oh. I was like, "Oh, fuck! You're we've a fan. made it!" Um, wow! No, you got recognized. Wait, but dude, I, but I was telling her that's what I told her. I was like, "You recognize me for what I want to be known for." Yeah, like, wait, yeah. Dude, like that's a major thing. moment. <laughs> yeah. you, you actually got recognized <laughs> by a fan of your podcast <laughs> at a rock show. Yeah. Shout the pretty, fuck I was pretty happy out. about that. We, yeah. we got invited. Are you from Camp Good Boy? I, I was oh, like, dude. You better, you yes, I am. Yeah, what a way to ring in 2019. It was great. Our show got invited by WWE to go see this event that was taking place in Hollywood. Oh, yeah, at, I wanted to ask you at, about NXT. this. And there was a dude there at the show wearing our T-shirt oh, that's for our sweet. show, yeah. and he asked to take a picture with us. And I was like, "This is the craziest." Yeah, I mean, your ever. your podcast is like well known. Like, it, it's, it's like the thing is like the wrestling industry doesn't have a lot of journalists, right? You know, but it has a couple. And Ryan is the guy that runs the show is one of them. So like he's like he is a person that breaks stories in the, in the wrestling industry and stuff like that. And those stories get a lot of traction. And they wrestlers do a lot of messed up stuff. Yeah, uh, they get in trouble tons. a lot. Oh, you yeah. know, so like there's a lot of stories to be had, um, and so like it, 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 there's not a lot of people that can like. I mean, a lot of people try and just obviously, as you guys well know, I mean, people try and do podcasts and everything like that. But it's like you almost have to build a following behind it right. or have a following behind it. And we were just again, I 
I stumbled into it. I just became like a personality on the show suddenly. And to be honest with you, it's like I don't watch it all the time because I don't have that much time to, I don't have seven hours a week to watch wrestling. Right. right. But, you know, it's like anything, any storytelling medium, it's just like they're not telling any new stories in wrestling. Every story is a retread of something that's already been done. So totally. I'll just be like, this reminds me of the time whenever Goldberg <laughs> speared the giant in WCW. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wrestling doesn't have the uh, it just doesn't have the same excitement that it had in like the late nineties. Well, it's just like, it, it's it's ruined by social media. No, yeah, yeah, like, totally. Like you know, like you can't have a taped show. Was now. the was the t shirt? Does your picture on it? Your no, face on no. It? On this one, it was just the picture of the logo of the show. But we do oh, have it. shirts with our pictures on, and I like I haven't seen anybody wearing them in person. But people have taken pictures of them and like tagged us on Twitter and right. stuff like that. That's awesome. Well, shout out to Misty, Misty Magnus, Misty yeah. Magnus. Yeah, that's uh, cool. I couldn't believe it, and it was uh, surreal. It really was that's surreal. Awesome. Because yeah. I was like, that's like, you know, I'm putting a lot of, we're putting a lot of time into this. And like, that's yeah. what I like to be known yeah, for. for sure. Right. It's, it was like very flattering. So yeah, shout out. Mr. You should Man. buy yourself a milkshake tonight. <laughs> <and> celebrate. <laughs> God. Uh, shout out. Hey, shout out to, uh, Seth Crab Brundle. Yeah. He's a big Steely fan. Oh, nice. shout out yeah, Seth Crab Brundle. Um, and a Matheny fan. Always shout out to Seth. Yeah. We've shouted out Seth Crab Brundle before. He's, he's, he's got a good taste in music. Shout out! Hey, shout out X Hoss X. Oh yeah! Shout out to X Hoss X. Shout out to um, uh, what's his what's his name? Chad McGuire. He gets really uh, involved in the comments section of the memes. Keep it up! I, 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 I like appreciate like it. I, yeah, Chad McGuire. Yeah, keep it up. That's keep a it great up, buddy. name. And then uh, let's see one more. Uh, shout out to um, hey! Shout out to JD Clipper. J- shout out JD Seems Clipper. He's a fan of the uh, starter packs. Nice. <laughs> nice. There we go. Some more Instagram followers. And uh, shout out Hand Golf Jimmy. Oh, big we're, shout we're, out Hand Golf Jimmy. We're going to be having him on the show soon. This guy. <laughs> I, I, I just thought he had a funny Instagram handle. He's He's been uh, involved in Camp Goodboy for a while now. And I was just like, Hand Golf Jimmy, like, that's a funny fucking thing. <laughs> Until I actually realized what Hand Golf is. He started this fucking league in, I don't know, I think Charleston. Maybe he lives in Charleston. Yeah, I, for sure. the first now, we're in like communications. We've opened up a thing. He's going to come on the show fuck yeah he they fucking just like him and his like drunk buddies they go to the golf course and they don't use clubs they throw the golf <laughs> and like they have a whole fucking league <laughs> and like it's i mean can you wait, imagine wait, wait, like, wait, incredible. do they all hand, have names like that like handball Susie? well i mean like it's that? just the, so their their sport is it's hand golf so the, and it's like <laughs> there's teams and can you just imagine like a bunch of fucking you and your drunk friends fucking just like throwing golf balls and Sounds then like awesome. and then you like roll it into putt and like no it's one of those things where you always like if you ever hit a bad shot you would just be if it was always out of frustration like you would just throw the ball they that must have happened they'd be like dude that felt great yeah. let's keep doing let's just right do that yeah, because I, I got the shanks right now. I can't hit the ball straight, but I can throw it straight. <laughs> yeah, let's just do this. Well, and he'll he's going to come on, and we're going to get all kinds of uh, stories about. Now we flying him out. Yeah, <laughs> I think. We, yeah, I would look. You get the camp goodbye trip. Like you're in like you're in 32 F on, on a Spirit Airlines. Right? You're staying at the vagabond. Yeah, don't bring any. Don't bring a bag. We can't afford it. We'll <laughs> yeah. let you wear some of our yeah, clothes. Yeah, yeah. If you want to check a bag, that's that's on you. I've got some clothes. You I was put them up in that hotel in the in Koreatown where all the TV's just for Korean fucking <laughs> channels. <laughs> Everything's in Korean. Yeah. I, I just pick them up on the way over to the show and like, yeah. Yo, dudes, um, can we borrow some money? <laughs> <laughs> so, shout out to Ed Golf Jay. I uh, look forward to it. Now we actually have to fly him out. Now we, yeah. We'll yeah. see what we can do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, shout out and shout out to Roadhouse. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Roadhouse. Always. Um, 
Well, Elijah yeah, Bates, thanks yeah. for coming on. So, My what? Your, I, I mean, the the uh, the wrestling sheet. Yeah, yeah, iTunes. Yeah, so you can you can download it. We're actually with the uh, wrestling sheet actually got uh, snapped up by Collider. It's a oh, it's, it's a media oh, organization, oh, yeah. and so now uh, Wrestling Sheet Radio is on uh, on thir- or I believe it comes on iTunes on on Fridays, but it, you can watch it on the Collider YouTube channel live. On, on Thursdays, uh, typically at 5. I'm not going to be on this week's show because I have a, uh, sorry, you're getting canned, uh, going away party type of thing tomorrow night. But typically, Wait, you're getting fired? No, no, no. Oh, you're firing else's. somebody else. Uh, Wait, now, are you podcast rich now? Uh, not rich. But. <laughs> right, but that's a pretty nice new Patagonia you got on <laughs> like, right now, well, buddy. Yeah, yeah, he thanks, comes thanks. over like. I'm like, my mom got it. He's like in a, the, the, the leather Eddie Murphy suit from Delirious. <laughs> <laughs> we sold our podcast to Collider, motherfucker. I'm like, I didn't make anything off of the sale, but still. No, yeah, but that's fucking awesome. No, but it's cool. Like, you know, we reach a wider audience and everything like that. They've got the goods to be able to push it out. They've got a really good studio that we recorded. And we mm-hmm. were recording it. We were through Dash Radio for a long time. It was a live radio show. Got it. Uh, it was that for two years or so. I don't know what episode we're on. We must have done. It's not live though. No, it's not. Well, so the so it's a live video show now too. So like it's a, it's all live on the YouTube channel oh, and it will like be on Ray Joe Rogan. Yeah, oh, cool. and it'll be on the on the YouTube channel after that. I have to be honest with you, I should know more about how it works. Wait, have you had wrestlers <laughs> on like like big like you have you had like John Cena? Not on? not in person, but like we've had Dave Batista on the show oh, there and you like go. We, we actually had Fred Durst on the show one time. <laughs> oh, nice. Is he a wrestler um, now? No, but he, he should he, be. He, yeah. used to do, he did the Undertaker's theme wow. one time and everything. That'd be great. If uh, he was, oh, that's um, right, he did roll. But, but and, we've roll. Had, and we've had, you know, we've had a lot of wrestlers. You ever get on the, the Bushwhackers show. on? No, uh, no. But I did see the Bushwhackers. Remember those guys? Yeah, I, I, I saw the Bushwhackers. The I saw the yeah. Bushwhackers get inducted to the Hall of Fame. Really? Oh, yeah. I watched that video. Yeah. Yeah. You were there. Though? I was at WrestleMania 31, and nice. they, they did the Hall of Fame, and they posthumously inducted Macho Man Randy Savage, and they uh, inducted the Bushwhackers. Yeah. Dude, that well, Mean Gene is yeah. gonna have a big induction probably. He's, this a, year. he's already inducted. Oh, he's, he's already a Hall of Famer. But like, they'll definitely do a special. You know what they'll do is they'll do like a pack. Before Monday Night Raw starts this week, and and, oh, and I gotta say, the WWE is the best at creating sad video packages that make you cry because so many wrestlers have died. Right. So they've gotten a, they've oh, really dude, the Owen Hart one like crushed me. Oh yeah, like I mean they do, they do stuff like that all the time. They did one I remember where they're like, here's all about our history in Madison Square Garden, and I was like in tears by the end of it. I was like, damn, yeah. you really made me cry just watching Macho Man. This is crazy. I love wrestling and Steely Dan are what are what get the waterworks <laughs> going. <laughs> For Br- Captain Brindlebeard. You, know you know what they didn't do one for is uh, Chris Benoit. <laughs> they did. They did a whole tribute <laughs> episode really? for him and realized the next day that he killed his family. Oh, oh, oh my God. Well, well, you know, we're going to have to have Captain Brindlebeard on next time. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be coming on the show. For you. I'll be coming on the show and I stay in character for the entire time. Me hearty. I love Captain Brindlebeard. I love, I, I love this new Australian guy. <laughs> <laughs> Your Instagram, by the way, at Brindlebeard. Yeah, right? Brindlebeard. Yeah, yeah, right. Your Instagram, just just follow at Brindlebeard because this new Australian character well, you uh, got. You know, he goes out and he checks his stuff every morning and sometimes there's uh, some uh, nice bumpy billows out there and sometimes it's flat as a pancake spread with some Vegemite. Now, are you doing that after you surf? No, I typically it's before I surf, and that's oh, why okay. when you hear them, I'm like, oh, look at that beautiful wave. That's actually just me being like, wow, look at that beautiful wave. Yeah, I'm going to go. But you know what I like about that character? He's real nice. Yeah, yeah. He's really <laughs> kind. Hey, where do you put so- your phone when you surf? 
I, I don't take it out with me. I, I usually do just the surf check from the pier or just from the sand or whatever. I would never Got take you. my phone on the surf. You right, should right. Uh, you should start like going out on dates with girls like and just I've show, had, I've and out show up and the Australian accent. Like, I, I didn't realize you didn't really have an Australian <laughs> accent. Oh my god! <laughs> because like it's all my stories and I don't post any videos of myself. So just be like, well, you know, I'm out here right now. I'm at the pier this time. <laughs> but uh, you know, there's a lot of a me mates out here. The trying to catch some waves. The trying failing. And the, and the girls are just like, I cannot wait to get. get <laughs> They're, just like, they're like this weird bearded Australian dude And then I show up and I'm like hey It's just me from Venice And they're like I don't want to go out with you Right? Yeah, girls love Australians Yeah, oh, they really like do. American girls love them They do not love people from solving <laughs> No, no. Uh, Well uh, yeah. thank you dude. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah because you grew, you grew up in solving The town yeah, we're sideways yeah, yeah. Sideways town yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, for, uh, Story for another time Yeah that's not, yeah, I, want, yeah, the whole, I want the whole Your whole growing up story done in uh, A pirate Australian <laughs> accent <laughs> Have you ever done a mashup of Brindlebeard and the Australian guy? Oh, I don't know if I can do it. I would be really shit. hard to try. <laughs> that would be terrifying. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. I'll, I'll, I'll practice it. All right. Well, thanks uh, for tuning so episode in. Episode 40. All right. Yeah, episode 40. We're, uh, we're I feel 40. like we're off to the new year. Off to a good start. Yeah. This is 40. Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah, we'll, uh, yeah we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. See you next week. All right. Thanks. So oh.